This podcast is a member of the Place to Be Nation family. Visit us at placetobenation.com, the only place to be in your pop culture world. All right, fans of the Titans of Wrestling, if you're digging this show, you got to know that we've been doing them for a while. We've got an archive of shows that you're going to blow your mind. Just head on over to the Place to Be Nation to check them out. Titans of Wrestling Archives, you know you want to hear it. From the cosmic reaches of the universe, here in this great hall of justice, are the most powerful forces of good ever assembled. The Lost of the Titans. In the passion and death of their struggle, the very art that had raised them to such Olympian heights was lost. Their techniques vanished. Titans of Wrestling, and welcome to part two of our look at Georgia Championship Wrestling. Um, tonight, well, it's uh, yet another unique grouping of Titans, and uh, we, we made the call, the Avengers Assemble call, the Titans Assemble call. All hands are on deck tonight uh, for the first time since, well, the very early days. Of Titans of Wrestling, we have a five-man team tonight. Um, in addition to the group we had last time out, Pete has uh, surfaced from the the DVD <laughs> collapse disaster of 2014, <laughs> and is is with us tonight. How are you? How are you doing, Pete? Good, good, uh, Marty. I appreciate you, the JV coming up and helping out uh, for a. Uh, for a show or two. <laughs> I'm here for you, brother. <laughs> to, to, to be honest, Pete, I thought you were just knackered from all the guest spots you've been doing recently. You're getting worse than Chad. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know about that. It's impossible. <laughs> you know, if, if this was wrestling, this is going to lead to an angle. You know, like, <laughs> the seeds yeah. have been planted. Yeah, but see, the swerve is that you know we've uh, accepted the youngster, and Pete's going to present it. <laughs> yeah. and then, and then we're all going to be in the ring, and then we're just going to turn around and kick the shit out of uh, Martin. Uh, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, I, that's, I want the Lex Luger push. I just want. I just, 
That's how it works. We're, we're the horsemen and Martin is Sting. Oh, okay. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that's right. Or we, or we could do... Uh... Barbie, you're still not at Anderson. Okay? Oh, fucking... Oh, yeah. or, or we could do... Uh... You could do Pete as Mr. Wrestling 2 and Martin as Magnum TA. You could do it that way around. That angle. <laughs> there are many possibilities. Uh, so, yes, uh, Parv, how are you this evening? Excellent. Yes. Hot in England, I hear. Yeah. Yeah, although it is uh, 3 in the morning now, so it's cooled down a bit. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's plenty hot in Vancouver. I'm quite warm right now. I have the fan going on. I don't know you guys can hear it in the background i think we're hopefully okay because without it i don't think i'd be able to survive uh in america uh, Cal, in america we have this thing called air conditioning <laughs> i know it hasn't gotten up there yet but it, just it's, cross it's your pretty fingers. rare it's pretty rare <laughs> yeah, in canada the, the network is gonna beat the air conditioning <laughs> No, it usually never gets you know hot enough to warrant air conditioning, at least where I live in Canada. Uh, but now it is hot. And uh, Johnny, how are you this evening? Uh, I'm doing well. We're working, working hard. That's great. The big Fourth uh, of July has come up for you guys. Oh yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. It was Canada Day yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was pretty fun time. Wasn't on my calendar, but <laughs> well, Independence Day is on my calendar, so <laughs> we, we, we don't re- we don't recognize that in this country. <laughs> no, Canadian holidays aren't. Yeah, in, in England they just call it the uh, the incident uh, Fourth of July. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I have to tell you though, I was ro- I was rooting for your boys in the World Cup the other night. You you they were uh, they were yeah. they were really brave. I know that you you don't care about. Johnny doesn't. No, they were. They were really. They were. They put in a really heroic performance. So. I heard. I, I heard. I heard all about it. Yeah. <laughs> Watch the last three minutes. They were down two to one. Yeah. And yeah. I'd be more. You know. I'd be more interested in soccer if they put it on a smaller surface, covered it with ice, and put <laughs> skates on. And just and called it hockey, you know, and uh, then, then I'd give a shit. But as it is, I don't care. <laughs> anyway, and so lastly, uh, he's already had his balls busted a few times. We have Marty uh, rounding out the five-man rotation. How are you tonight, Marty? I'm ready to rock and roll and strut and stroll. As always, I am in my parents' basement, and we are rocking the dryer right now. So if you can hear the dryer, sorry. Hopefully I can hear you. <laughs> Excellent. Um, all right. Well, yes, we do have a lot to cover potentially tonight. Um, basically, the focus, uh, the main focus will be a look at uh, a feud between the fabulous Freebirds and Ted DiBiase and partners uh, from 1981, which... Um, basically makes up the majority of what we're, we're talking about tonight. But first, we have a few leftovers from part one that we didn't get around to discussing. Well, okay, wait, I, I have to interrupt. I'm just sorry. <laughs> I just, I, if we don't get one episode throughout the show tonight of, at Martin's where you hear up in the distance, you know, <laughs> 
I'm coming down with the laundry. I'm coming down with the laundry. You're like Rupert Pumpkin. <laughs> well, there was the one episode where uh, Marty's sister came to ask for the keys to the car. <laughs> the, the great uh, pitfalls of living at home. My mother was actually already down before we started recording. And uh, that's why I wasn't talking during that part, because I had myself on mute and I was discussing with her what I was doing. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm combing my hair. <laughs> There's no dirty magazines down here, Mom. <laughs> like, Judge, like Judge Reinhold in, in Fast Times. Doesn't anyone yeah. ever fucking knock? <laughs> <laughs> Marty's downstairs, phone, phone in one hand, cock in the other. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, my. It's going to be one of those nice fellas. It is. Right, right, yeah, right, right, roll. Right off oh. the bat, we've gone there. If I leave here tomorrow, would you still? start off, we'll finish up um, some odds and ends from the first part, and it is basically a couple matches involving uh, hardcore fan, a wrestling fan favorite, um, Mr. Saito. Uh, I guess depending on what hardcore circles you run in. Definitely in the, the PWO circles, he's, he's one of those that are uh, up there. And first off, we have a match between him and Steve Kern from TV, from TBS. And judging by sort of the rumblings I, I, I heard um, about this match between us, you know, on Facebook and, and other places, I think uh, we all have a pretty high opinion of this one. It was oh, definitely yeah. a very fun match. Yeah. And, well, Pete, since you missed last time around, as punishment, uh, Marty gets to lead off here oh. in, in the analysis. Yeah. That's, the seeds, that's the seeds of the heel oh. turn right there. Yeah, you know. Right there. Oh. Uh, you want to so, have a, a bad hitter up first, that's fine with me. No. Oh. <laughs> oh, man. You want to have the rookie yeah. leading yeah, yeah, leading the World we'll Series? You may lead off on the home run. Okay. No, hey, you're uh, gonna, it's gonna be a flare talking about Ricky Morton. You take <laughs> your little fans with their train of dogs. <laughs> oh my. Okay, Marty. Uh, don't let these guys get to you. Uh, I'm see. not. I got. It. I just want to sustain. I'm ready. I'm ready for this. I'm, All right. This is the match that I just absolutely loved. I think it's one of the best ten-minute draws I've ever seen. And. Uh, First off, I want to quote the great Stone Cold Steve Austin. On his podcast, he often drops the, uh, the idea of thinking, shoot, but working. And I really felt like Steve Kern and uh, Mr. Saito were doing that throughout. There was just a great sense of struggle and urgency in all their movements. And everything 
revolved around gaining the pinfall. And so many times people will just throw out moves and they'll do stuff. And you know what? That's fun. And there's, and there's great you know, excitement that comes from spots. But this was all about the victory. Steve Kern just wanted his five grand, and he was going to do anything he could to negotiate the pinfall. And Mr. Saito did not want to get pinned, and he was doing anything he could not to have his shoulders on the mat. And just such a simple, fundamental story is what's missed so frequently in wrestling nowadays. And I just, I just love that part of it. Um, I'm probably not going to do like a whole like you know recap of every move. But uh, basically, you know, Steve Kern is using a lot of amateur wrestling, a lot of good rides, and it doesn't feel like, you know, anything is planned. It's like whatever he's, however they're, like, contorting their bodies, he finds a hold and he'll stick with it. And there's just a, a, the, one of my favorite moments from it was Saido goes for, like, a, a single-leg pickup, but, like, Kern stops him. He's got him in, like, this headlock, and they're struggling and they're struggling. And next thing you know, Kern gets him over and, and trips him up. And it was just so great how you know everything was such a struggle throughout the match mm-hmm. and then uh, there was the part where current where Saito was just laying on his belly and he just refuses to, to push over and current's trying to push him over he tries kneeing him and his and so that was another great uh, instance of the struggle and then what's great about Saito's heel performance is you know he's selling the back he's selling the fact that you know he doesn't want to get pinned but as soon as he gets the chance on a rope break to, uh, to, you know, clobber current, he takes it and then just unleashes a great barrage of offense. I mean, it, you know what? It wouldn't look out of place in 2014, the offense he was doing in 1980. And that's just uh, just a testament to, to actually the both of them because I, I felt Kern was uh, very similar. Um, and then towards the end, you get Kern's, like, big rally, and he hits that sweet German. I mean, I like I said, this match... I don't know. I wouldn't want. I don't want to call it ahead of its time because, in a lot of ways, it was great 1980s wrestling. But I swear, if you put this in 2014 right now, everyone would be raving about it. And it would. I would hope that if people would, uh, wrestlers would watch this, that could just usher in a new way to do a TV style match. So it go, ends up going to a draw, and then the and the, just to recap, the whole point of the match was Saido had you know kicked a bunch of American wrestlers' asses, and he was putting up five grand, so Kern was disappointed that he, you know, didn't get, and then the five grand was only up for grabs in the first ten minutes, Um, and then Saido uh, ends up, you know, he bows to him and then attacks him from behind, and then uh, Sullivan in Wrestling 2 save, which sets up the Mr. Wrestling 2, Mr. Saido match that we'll talk about next, but fantastic match, one of the best ten-minute draws I think you'll ever see. Uh Okay, Pete. I don't know if you can follow that one, man. Well, no, I mean, I'm going to set the table. Um, it was, I, I agree with everything he said. It was tremendous. Um, I mean, even like like he said at the very end where he has the, he attacks him from behind. I mean, he Pearl Harbored him. I mean, it was, it was, it was he's doing his gimmick, too. I mean, um, which you got to love. But everything on the mat was, like, contested, like what Marty was saying. And, I mean, he was fighting for everything. And that's what made it so cool because there was, like, a struggle and a contest. The one thing that I felt like Saidi was trying to feed him his arm, uh, but mm. Kern didn't seem like to pick up on that. I don't know. Did you guys see that at all? Where it looked like Saido was trying to feed him the arm the whole entire for the first minute or two, and like Kern didn't want to fucking play with the arm. He was just more content uh, <laughs> fight or just fighting him on the mat, which is fine. And then, like yeah, like Martin was saying about that, um, the, about the struggle and what happens is that. Uh, Kern nails like that sweet like backdrop suplex when they're fighting over over it, 
and you mm-hmm. saw that nasty. See, I Sayedo was just was uh, was great there, and then you see the the, um, the knee drops that Karen was dropping to Sayedo's shoulder. Sayedo's shoulder and arm was fucking sick. Yeah, it was it was a great great studio match, and Georgia Georgia Championship Wrestling was really. It seemed like from the footage I've seen throughout, you see a lot of that type of fighting of, uh, underneath, and just it felt like it was a contest as opposed to two guys uh, cooperating with each other. You see it like um, I don't know if you guys have seen that Bret Hart uh, Buzz Sawyer studio bout, but that's similar in, in, in nature. And then like Brad Armstrong and uh, I think it was uh, 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 Jake Snake, it was similar, and and they, they do these studio bouts where they just uh are just battling and battling and where it's like legitimate and i think a lot of that has to do with Ole's booking because he wanted he, i mean that's the anderson's uh mode uh, mo is just you know mm-hmm. making everything look legit and this match looked i mean like it held water it was, it was a great match yeah. uh parg your thoughts on this one yeah well i mean they, they kind of said it everything um Saito's a guy I really like. I mean, I've seen him in a whole bunch of random different contexts now. Like, and he's been great in every single one of them. And this is just another setting. Like, he was great in AWA. He was great in that match with Larry Zabisco that I saw, which I absolutely love from 1990, which is in, like, all Japan, I think, uh, for the AWA title, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he uh, And he's great again here. So, like, he's literally... Uh, you know, one of my favorite guys, quietly, and uh, he throws a lot of suplexes as well, which I'm uh, which I'm always happy about. Um, the, the two 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 little things I mentioned uh, that, that I noticed during this. Um, one is that Soli was great on commentary here, like he was yeah. so animated, he was so into it. He was absolutely nothing like he is at Starcade, and uh, this is like he was a great commentator during this match. The way he got excited. And, like, kind of built to a crescendo during the high spots. I mean, he was really good. And you could tell, like... I, I've always wondered, like, you know, Jim Ross always goes on about Gordon Soli. But I couldn't pick up anything of his style from the Soli that I'd seen. But I can I can kind of understand now. Because he made this seem like a, a... You know, as great as this match was, I think it seemed even more important. Because of the way Soli was calling it. Um, and the other, uh, the other thing I noticed is that... Um, was there a was there a, a gay contingent in the crowd uh, this evening? Because there was a, I'm sure they were chanting, "I love Steve, I love Kern." Was I hearing things? I love Steve, I love Kern. I, I didn't know. I heard "Go Steve, go." I didn't hear the uh, that one though. But no. The the the, the chant of du jour, uh, as we mentioned last time down in Georgia, is. Okay, be Adigo, Steve, Adigo, hey, Adigo, Steve, Adigo, hey. Were they doing that here? I thought it was I love Steve, I love Kern. <laughs> I didn't hear that one. I don't know. My note, my notes are kind of a week old and got like uh, coke, coke spilled over them at this point, so I can't tell. <laughs> I'm just picturing AJ Styles going the gay contingent. <laughs> Okay, uh, Johnny, what did you feel about uh, this? Oh, great match. Uh, Kieran, uh, the, uh, someday he'll be balding in Skinner. <laughs> this, this day, he looks like he looked. He looked like uh, before he was wrestling. He's one. Of, he's like uh, like the the, the third uh, 
replacement guy in the touring state fair version of Herman's Hermits with that <laughs> fucking hair of his. Yeah, that, that, that was a hair helmet. Shit. That's, that's cousin Oliver. That, that's Cousin Oliver from the, the Brady Bunch, but poofed out, too, man. I mean, that's something. Uh, yes, yeah, so, uh, yeah uh, solely great here with uh, two two great lines. Was it? A hard, a hard American right hand. <laughs> and, uh, and then get this one because I couldn't believe he said it, and I don't even think he meant it. But when he actually he actually said, uh, "It's a nip and tuck battle." <laughs> so I'm, I'm guessing Sai. I'm, I'm guessing Karen is the tuck because. <laughs> hey. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Pearl Harbor. And he Pearl Harbor him. The nip Pearl Harbor him. <laughs> We're going, just going all the way. Uh, you know, and, and the really, the really disgraceful thing was, just as that happened, uh, Mr. Fuji was in Washington D.C. Uh, negotiating for peace at the same time. <laughs> so that's what made it twice as treacherous. So, yeah, great match. Just, just, just before we uh, leave, leave off this uh, on the subject of Japan and Steve Kern, have uh, any of you guys seen um, him in New Japan from 1980? Uh, like literally, right, right around this time, because he he has a number of good matches with uh, Fujinami. Uh, I really want to see that after I uh, yeah, watched this match because I had seen the reviews from other people, and so yeah. that's definitely top of the list right now. Yeah, no, I was. Yeah, I've, Kern, right? yeah I've, for reminding about that, uh, I forgot about that. I've I've been uh, impressed with Kern on that uh, New Japan stuff so far. So yeah, yeah. kind of gives credence to like his uh, that rumor about him maybe mm-hmm. being a WWF champion. Right. You know, yep. I was wondering who was going to bring that up. Well, yeah, this, I mean, do we yeah. want to get into that? I don't know too much. Well, real quick, know. the story. I just heard it again. The story is like uh, the two guys that uh, Eddie Graham or whoever them were recommending yeah. to Vince Senior was back. He had it was Backlund and Kern, mm-hmm. and he chose Backlund. And they said, really, you know, because Kern's better at the time. And they're like, well, that was, or he said that to him to play a uh, reverse psychology. To get back with a chance because they knew that if he made back, it seemed like it was more of a um, a challenge mm. uh, for uh, that that he'd take him because he he wanted he liked the challenge. Like I think yeah, he was, was, oh Sullivan, that's right. It was Sullivan. Yeah, it was Sullivan on Cornet yep. podcast. That's it. Right. That's it. All right. Yeah, and I I want to I want to say that uh, Backlin was Sam Muchnick's pick though, right? Uh, I think that he sent yeah. him up from St. Louis. Whereas, uh, where was Kern being being sent from? Graham was it? Florida. Yeah, no, Florida. Butler were from Florida. Though. Yeah, back when they were, was both, in Florida, they were both from Florida. Yeah, but I, I I think he'd had a little run in St. Louis, and Sam Muchnick put the call in yeah, to Vince. But but, yeah. but Vince Senior doesn't really, Vince Senior probably didn't really give much of a shit about what Sam Muchnick thought as much as he did Eddie Graham. Eddie mm-hmm. Graham. Yeah. They, oh, well. well, they were best buddies apparently. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. Yeah, like JJ Dillon mentioned in his book that just a call to uh, Vince from Eddie Graham got him booked on a Garden Show, and this is his latest, really? 1984 for crying out loud. Right. No, it's interesting. I mean, I'd never really, I don't really know too much about Steve Kern pre-fabulous ones. To be honest ones, with you. Yeah. 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 So this this was a revelation. Um, seeing him work like this, you know, such a mat-based style. And, yeah, my favorite part was, like, you know, Marty emphasized the, the struggle in this. I love this kind of work where it, it looks like, you know, they, yeah, they are just struggling. Nothing looks like it's it's been planned at all. 
Um, but and it really wasn't really. I mean, these guys were great workers, and they could just you know riff on stuff in the ring at the drop yeah, it was of the totally, hat. Totally unformulatic. It wasn't like, yeah. hey, I'm gonna get the heat for five minutes, and you can make a comeback for three, and then we'll cut no, me back yeah. up. I'll get my heat, and then you can make another mm. comeback. No, it wasn't yeah. anything like that. You know? Well, it had that style. The style, and it was one of the things that really got grabbed me when I first got introduced to Crockett, was those TV title matches they used to have on Worldwide, like every other week, where Tully would defend the belt against mm. someone, and he only had a yeah. certain amount of time. Yeah. You know, and it was like, oh, this is awesome. It's so intense. You're like, oh. Like, mm -hmm. you know, it, it gets, yeah, it, it really gives it that. A great feel that you know you just don't see anymore. I, I I do want to say though, having seen a bunch of Georgia TV, that um matches like this aren't aren't really the rule. Like you you no. do get you do get whole stretches of Georgia where it's just pure oh, yeah. jobber matches, you know. So oh, oh yeah, that's uh, not yeah. what I was saying earlier. Yeah, yeah. I, oh yeah, I know that. You yeah. get ninety nine percent of it straight jobber <laughs> matches. Uh, <laughs> right. You're looking at like one of this a month. Yeah, no, I just wanted to point that out uh, to, in case anybody thought that, you know, Georgia TV was like this every single week because uh, that wouldn't be uh, accurate. But, um, no, it, it, it stood out from the time, I'm sure. Um, but, yeah, it, it's a lost art, this style of working. So, going from here, uh, we go very neatly into the next match because uh, Wrestling 2 got involved uh, in the end of uh, the previous match. And so it's another $5,000 challenge with Mr. Saito against Mr. Wrestling 2. Pete, I guess you've, you've earned the right to no, regain... Pick, no, pick, 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 pick it to uh, Marty. I really didn't take that many notes on this match. <laughs> 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 with, a mouthful, with a mouthful of a burrito. Oh, yeah, you did. Yeah, exactly. Do you know what this is like? It, it, this is like the power struggle between uh, Cyclops and Wolverine in the X-Men, you know? It's quite interesting to see it play out. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's unexpected oh. to go anyway. Okay, Marty. I actually understood that comic book reference for one. <laughs> oh, that, you know what? Here, here's the thing. I, I'm, a, I'm a total comic book geek, and I don't get, I don't see the parallel. But go, please go. Ahead. Okay. Yeah, you know. <laughs> All right. All right. So we got Mr. Saito versus Mr. Wrestling Two. Couple uh, good gentlemen in the ring. Mr. Saito, Saito, a little underhanded. Uh, wrestling 2, uh, it's more tentative than the current star. Current was really offensive right from the get-go. He was looking for the pin. He was looking to win the match. Uh, this was a little bit more feeling out process. 2's got uh, top wrist lock early. And uh, one thing that Sayoto did really well in the last match, and he continues to do well in this match, is you know trying the ankle sweep off a uh, rope break. You know That constant, like uh, just always looking to, to do something. Uh, you have wrestling too, like pancaking him on a single leg takedown, uh, and then you had the uh, another great uh, part I really liked was the miss of the drop toehold. I've I've never seen a guy actually like miss a drop toehold. So Saito goes to the drop toehold, misses, and wrestling too converts that into an ankle pick where he then knees him in the leg. And I was like, what a fabulous sequence! And so we get a little bit of uh, leg work, but uh, before you know it. Saito is uh, actually riding Wrestling 2 and uh, ends up, uh, because uh, Wrestling 2 then hits the turnbuckle, hits a backdrop driver for two, and then we get some Saito offense and, uh, you know, Russian leg sweep, you know, the suplexes, and before you know it, 
uh, wrestling to get. Uh, now I can't read my notes. Oh, he, Saito has the tights. Mr. Wrestling One, who's outside the ring the whole time, points it out to the ref. The ref comes around. Wrestling Two hits his own back suplex for two. But Saito gets the eye rake. I don't really. He didn't. Like, Saito wrestles in a way where one foot is totally uncovered, but the other foot yes. is covered. But I didn't think it was a boot. But he was loading something or putting a yes. foreign object on the boot. He was loading, he, he was loading, he, he was, he was loading it. He was loading it. And so then he, he kicks Mr. Wrestling, too, after a brief exchange uh, to get the three count and keep his record against uh, Americans untarnished. I thought this was slightly <laughs> below the current match, but still very, very good and worth watching. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pete, you uh, Yeah, I'll, I'll agree with uh, Marty on the uh, worth watching. Um, from my past experience watching wrestling, uh, number two, he's more of a, a stick worker or a lot of, it's a lot more charisma and didn't really show through in a, you know, like a little seven or eight minute match and stuff on TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but what I saw was I really dug it. I liked the leg dive and the working of the leg. I thought Saito's offense was really strong looking, really like looked real crisp and stuff. Mm-hmm. I love that near fall when wrestling two went for the million dollar knee lift yeah. and hit the corner. Oh, I popped big because that's yeah, that was cool. really cool. It's a real nice way to, uh, to like uh, fuck your audience on a finish and stuff. I thought that was really cool. And Saito with the loaded boot was, you know, it was fun. You know, doesn't tarnish to losing on TV because that was a big deal uh, back then. I mean, especially losing on TV is your start film didn't happen too freaking often uh, and stuff. Uh, and overall, though, it was, it was worth worth watching. Uh, I think we've seen there's a lot more better wrestling team matches out there. Um, same with Saido, but I thought Saido really looked really good. I thought his offense looked really crisp and strong here. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, clearly wrestling two is uh, getting on now. He must be quite old uh, in 1981. Nearing 50, yeah. Uh, and, uh, I mean, Sony's already calling him a legend and things. Um, so I, I guess they were putting uh, Saito over pretty strong here, right? This is quite quite a push for him, um, um, so that was interesting to to see you know where he was uh, uh, positioned. Again, uh, Soli uh, was uh, something that stood out. I, lo- I love the way he accelerates his calls as the action accelerates. He kind of like mirrors the action with his, uh, you know, he reminds me of like a like a like a sports commentator more than a more than a re- yeah. like a like a wrestling commentator. That's a cool. That's a really cool point. I didn't even think about that part. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I I I agree with what everyone else said. Um, you know, clearly, I think you know, in 1981, Kern was probably a more engaging uh, worker to watch than than wrestling too. Um, who uh, who who hasn't really impressed me in any of the stuff that I've seen of his in the ring. Uh, neither here nor nor the stuff in Mid South that we see. But then I've never watched any kind the, of. Have you seen the Terry Funk match from the Garden? Yeah, no. I was say that one too. That, that, was, was, that was pretty good, yeah. No, I, pretty I haven't. I haven't seen, when is that from, uh, uh, Pete? 83, maybe? No, 84, 85. 85. Yeah, 85. Yeah, there's a yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. What, in, uh, in Mid-South? WWF. Oh, in, w- oh, in WF? No. No, no, I, no, yeah, I haven't. Yeah. No. It's worth tracking down. It's, it's yeah, a good it's pretty one. good match. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah, I'd call it about a three-star, three three-and-a-half-star match. I thought it was pretty damn good. The stuff with uh, the Midnight Express tagging with Magnum TA. Yeah. Uh, that was good stuff. 
Yeah, I mean, and we're not seeing his. Sorry, Reed, we're not seeing his main stuff really from the Omni. I know there's some footage out there, but we're not seeing uh, too many of the big Mister Wrestling Two matches. To be fair, no. I, I like him. Yeah. I like him training Magnum T A. Yes, In the most homoerotic yet. <laughs> yeah. Weird fucking thing you've ever seen in your life is because he's in like gym shorts and a yeah. and <laughs> gym shorts and a gray hoodie and yeah. and his mask <laughs> and, he's, yep. and he's and he's whipping ta and and like berating him like a drill sergeant and, yeah. and t is all shirtless and hairy and gritty. Yeah. yes sir oh. Oh, doing a million million dollar knee lift to the uh with uh, the bales of uh, wheat, whatever it is, the sack of wheat. Yeah, uh, yeah. There was a sack of I don't know what it was. Yeah, you know. Then the, then the sack of wheat it yeah. broke open, and they <laughs> yeah. it got all over his TA's sweaty, glistening body. And TA, <laughs> two comes over with a towel and starts caressing him strongly but lovingly. Oh wait, no, that's no, that, that was that. that was my dream. And <laughs> <laughs> with Tony uh, Korea. Yeah, yeah Tony, Tony. Tony Greer was sitting in the corner jerking off. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, swear, I, I don't really understand what Wrestling 2's character is like, because he kind of does a bit of dancing and he's kind of like a southern... But like, I don't really get the dude, to be honest. He, like, he, His character is his name. He's Mr. <laughs> Wrestling 2. And, he, and, and, he, and he's... Got that dusty boogie woogie sort of. Yeah. Thing. He's got the yeah. dusty boogie woogie, yeah. but he's. He's not really jive talking though. Oh, he, kind of... he, oh he jive talks. Oh, yeah. uh, he is jive talking. Yeah. Oh yeah. Not so much jive. Well, but, jive but fired, fired up. Fired up. Fired up. Fired up. Fired fired up. Yeah. Yeah. Promo. Yeah. It's yeah. Got... Great promo. Yeah, I think he was a very great promo. Yeah. Uh, right. Johnny, do you have any additional thoughts? Uh, on the I just I love the loaded sock. It's like because he was pumping it. It was like. The Japanese version of those stupid sneakers that you pump the fucking air in, you know, and he's pumping his toe and a good t- somehow, somehow magically that makes a goddamn metal go from the heel to the toe, I guess. You know, it, <laughs> yeah. Great. I, I actually like this better than the current match because it, it had more pizzazz. The current match had more, you know, wrestling, wow. you know, and all that. And I loved it. Don't get me wrong. I loved it. I like this because it had more fucking storytelling and and uh and pizzazz you know that's true that's true but both of them are great yeah i i enjoyed this one too um i believe there it leads to a judo jacket match that i think i've seen that was on tv has anyone seen that saito Uh, in wrestling 2 wrestling 2 in a judo jacket and his mask oh i I believe so It sounds, like, it sounds like a guy who's hanging out in the background in Liberace's house <laughs> in his judo jacket and his white underwear. And that's what that thing about two that always got me. If they took the mask off of him, he'd look like one of my uncles, like, <laughs> you know, in their briefs running down the hall. Like, yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Kind of looks like your par was bald. That's how he looks. <laughs> yeah, they're know. like Fruit of the Looms. Is the, his yeah, I know. Baggy Fruit of the Looms. <laughs> Okay, we're not going there. Um, can, yeah. can, can I just uh, get clear again? Did uh, Sato load? He did wasn't wearing. Did he load his sock? Yeah, he loaded his sock. I wrote this yeah. right down. <laughs> he loaded his sock, and the sock though was like a 
Oh, you know, those like like the, the, the ninja feet thing that Jimmy, uh, that Ricky Steamboat would wear, where they only have like two toes in yeah. the sock. Yeah, the two toes you know, were cut karate, out. Karate socks, I guess. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you just reviewed uh, I'm a big boy play, Super Brawl 1, and you're bitching about this finish? <laughs> he loaded his sock and he kicked him in the gut, and that was it. <clears throat> saw the debut of Fantasia. Squawk! Fantasia! The real, the man Fantasia. It's like seeing like a young Elvis versus fat Elvis. Yeah, totally. That's a great No Jimmy. No Jimmy Jam Garvin here, folks. Thank fuck yeah, for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank fuck for that. Jesus. Hey, come on, you know. He's a free bird. What's your excuse? <laughs> <laughs> oh, mercy. Yeah, no, we got we got the real deal here. We got the real Yeah, we get kick-ass music instead of, uh, I'm a free bird, what's your excuse? <laughs> that was that was like got to be one of those cringed douche chill things ever. That one where they come out and they like quote unquote perform that, you know? Yeah. Right. In the crowd, I'm like, oh. Good. <laughs> Can you imagine if the Freebirds in 1980 came out? I'm a free bird. What's your excuse? Uh, never would have gotten over. They would have been run out of, out of the business. <laughs> you know, the Freebirds. Although you know it's funny when they uh, on, on back when on WWE twenty four seven when they had that when they do the world class shows and one of them was hosted by the Freebirds uh, uh, minus Terry of course and uh, they include they include Jimmy yeah as part do. of their you know, they, yeah. you know no matter how shitty it was as fans they they even admit you know uh, you know but <laughs> they 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 treat him as one of the gangs. I think it's because he was a legit free bird on the road with those guys. Yeah. Ex- 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 exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but you, you know, DJ Yellow was also part of NWA 
And they treated him like one of the gang, so. <laughs> there we go. DJ fucking yellow. Who the hell is that? Yeah, exactly. Dr. Dre's buddy. Oh, uh, yeah. I got the reference. <laughs> carry on, carry on. Okay, so. Carry on. What we're going to be looking at is basically um, a feud that develops between the Freebirds and uh, a, a group of baby faces, I guess you could say, led by Ted DiBiase, uh, at least at first. Um, it's pretty, pretty funny because he's probably the least charismatic out of the three besides Frazier. That's true. And, well, yeah, we'll get. No, Fra- Fra- I'll, I'll get into that later. But even <laughs> Frazier had more charisma than fucking DiBiase here. I thought DiBiase's voice was pretty cool, though. Like just his, like I don't know. I thought the way he sounded was what, cool. When he, when he wasn't, when he wasn't mushmouth and yeah, he was a little yeah. Yeah. full of fucking yeah. marbles. Yeah. You, you, you bury my boy Ted here off the bat. Yeah. You, yeah. Have you? Sorry, they work it out. I've always made. Listen to the last show, and it seemed like you were a little threatened by Tommy Rich's greatness. Yes, that's what it was. No, I've I've always said, to be fair, that um, basically as as soon as Ted works babyface, he loses every ounce of charisma that he ever had. (laughs) Because it's even like, uh, do you you remember when he had that little run as uh, like the Steiner's manager? Yeah. He, he he lost every drop of charisma like that he ever had because um uh, yeah his baby face run in UWF right before he went to WWF that was okay yeah but yeah. you're right I mean there was ever a guy who's it's I mean who just like turns heel suddenly great promo interesting you know yeah. God he's he's engaging and compelling he, he even promo, he, he even just looks cooler sucks. he he just he also looks looks cooler. As, as a as a when he grows the beard and whatnot. However, okay. however, yeah. we'll have all this to talk about and more. Yes. Um, basically, the Freebirds I think had just entered Georgia a few months before this initial promo we're going to talk about, or group of promos I guess. Um, so they were the new kids on the block coming from Mid South, a hot run there. Uh, I believe they won the tag titles in their Uncle Elmer 
on television, Stan Frazier, and he goes, Paul Jones has lost his mind. Why would you put this match on free TV? (laughs) (laughs) Which I hear, I read every week on the internet now. You know, I mean, truly ahead of his time. Uh, (laughs) Why would you put a money match like this on TV? (laughs) Awesome. And so uh, the birds are in there. He gets a baby face fuller, which is awesome. And, uh, uh, I, he'll, he'll always be Uncle Elmer to me, <laughs> Stan Frazier. And they have a pretty good, cool match. And uh, eventually the Freebirds uh, run in and shit. And, uh, you know, and it ends up in, uh, in DiBiase coming in. And then, but, the, but then it leads into uh, the two, two great little promo bits where uh, Hayes is like, you pushed us too far into the... They told us we couldn't do what we did in Memphis, and we did it. They told us we couldn't do it in Kentucky, and we did it. They told us we couldn't. Bro, they said, wait, that's not it. That's not it. We did it in Tennessee, but they said, you can't do it in Georgia. And then he goes to Kentucky, uh, Mid-South. He goes, but you can't do it in Georgia. He goes, well, here we are. And I was like, wow, this fog got this. I mean, as good as the other stuff we've seen from from the first show, this is like a bolt of cocaine up your nose. <laughs> just a rail. It would probably, hey, you know, gee, I wonder why. And um, <laughs> boom, but it was like through the TV screen. I was, I was just like, whoa, hey, here we go. These go, oh, these go to 11. Which leads it to, which leads yeah. it to the match that, uh, is coming up, which I'll, I'll I'll throw it off to whoever, but uh, but finally Hayes and DiBiase are they're gonna face off in the ring finally. Mm-hmm. Mm. Harv, any uh, thoughts on these initial promos? Um, well, I mean, my very first note uh, is Michael Hayes can talk, uh, which is maybe the understatement of the year here. Um, he's got to be right up there. I mean, we talked about all-time great promos. Uh, Hayes oh, yeah. is there for me as well. I mean, oh, I, I, Ole Anderson is there. I'd probably put Hayes right up there, but probably above, even above Ole Anderson. I mean, he really is. You talk about underrated guys who don't who don't get the kind of credit among, like, you know, like, you know, I'd expect to see Hayes brought up as a, one of the all-time great talkers. But, he is um, underrated. Yeah. He, he's underrated, I think. He's, I think he's underrated now because if you really go back, mm. like in like in the '89 yearbook, Meltzer ranked him uh, in the top three with Piper Lawler and, and Michael yeah. Hayes. Yeah, I agree. I, I agree. It, it's a matter of people now going, I hate Michael Hayes because he's a douchebag on the Legend Show. Yeah. I, I, I've read that Michael Hayes is a is a dick in creative meetings. It could be this yeah. and that, and you know, and oh, and he's an, and he acts like a douche and he wears dumb suits. You know, and he drinks too much. You know, like, and so that's the current internet perception. And they're also like, and also the the and, and flawed idea that he yeah. couldn't work and only Terry and Buddy could fucking yeah. work. Yeah, that that, 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 that that is one of the, that's one of the biggest yeah. uh, bullshit myths about right. the Freebirds yeah. ever that uh, Hayes couldn't mm-hmm. work. Yeah, I will say one thing: Hayes was never a fluid worker, but he threw no. a hell of a punch, had yeah. heat, had oh, buttloads yeah. of yeah. charisma. I so saw... he, could get, he could shortcut his way through a match and have a hell of a, hell of a match. Uh, yeah. stuff. And then there's legit classics. I mean, the tag work with against the Von Erics, this shit in Mid-South, that 
cage match with Carrie. Oh, I mean, God. that was that thing was about a sports entertainment of a fucking match as I've ever fucking seen with all the everything. I mean, it paid off on on absolutely uh, on everything. It was like it was like I was listening to um, uh, the, the 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 Grimace's podcast. Um, uh, mm-hmm. when they're talking about Chris Adams and it just seemed like the guys didn't understand when they said why were all the baby faces out there mm-hmm. it was because Gina Hernandez and Chris Adams clipped every single baby face's hair so yeah. they're there for revenge too it was a build up to, to all of that and mm-hmm. that's how the Carrie uh, Michael Hayes uh, cage match I mean everyone got their payback Gordy got it and it called back it called back to the initial Freebirds Von angle. Eric angle the turn the cage on yeah. christmas i mean yeah, this time this, this yeah this time fritz got to slam the cage door yeah, 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 yeah. on there you know yeah. Uh, yeah oh that was it's perfect yeah. no i mean i just wanted to say like i mean from if you listen to old timers talk you'd 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 think that michael hayes is like jesse ventura or someone like that you know great on the mic but literally was you know, couldn't work in the ring and all. Like, I mean, Jesse Ventura is. I, I never did any demolition in Georgia. But uh, Hayes, Hayes is not like that at all. I, no. so, so I think that's one of the biggest uh, BS things that you hear in. Well, in you know. now I'm, picturing my, I'm picturing Michael Hayes as a, as a 9 11 truther now. Baby! <laughs> Inside job, baby! I think the, uh, it was Dylan on PWO that compared Hayes to Piper, or called him a Southern. Piper and I thought I that was a very good comparison actually. Yeah. I, 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 I uh, for my money, he's a better promo than Piper. And I, I like I know uh, Piper. I know Piper's great on the mic, but um, uh, Piper also has long stretches of his career which really irritate me. Um, mainly anything he well, does as a babyface. Yeah, and that's uh, comparable to, to Michael Hayes later on in the 90s. I think anything in WCW. Yeah, and in the ring they were sort of similar, you know. Uh, Piper yeah. often never, didn't get the right due for being um, a good wrestler, right? Because yeah, one could... thing I'll say about Piper working wise, and I think Marty, you've been watching some Piper, right? I call it the uh, Piper special because he used to throw down these like seven to ten minute brawls in the yeah. WWF that were yeah. fantastic. They weren't blowaway stuff, but really good stuff. It was just yeah. en- just energy. He was full out of energy and with different opponents, and he had really a lot of fun little brawls. Yeah, I mean, I'm I am totally shocked that people don't talk about Piper snuck of the matches. Like everybody talks about the coconut incident. When I went to actually watch the matches, I was blown away. I'm like, why don't people actually talk about the actual matches? Because Piper was really good in them. Mm-hmm. But real quick, back he had a great, he had a great feud with Paul Orndorff. Yeah. That same similar type of thing. Yeah, yeah great for all. Back to Hayes and in the, in the description of the, t- the promo types, like with Piper, Hayes could also cut a really great babyface promo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you yeah. want to do especially, and it was in Georgia, and maybe someday we'll get to it. Mm-hmm. But if not, look it up. It's out there. It's the Michael Hayes face turn promo in mm-hmm. Georgia where he's talking about his younger brother who looked up to him and mm. and how he let him down with his behavior. And this yeah. this is just the – it's wrestling as fucking acting. And yeah. Just oh, it's amazing. I think another thing is that we're hazed. People don't give him enough credit because of his promo work. In Georgia, it was a studio, so he got plenty of promo time. In yeah. world class, he really didn't get a ton of promo time. They did a lot of skits or whatever you want to call those type of things or those 
get where he, they go out to yeah. lunch or whatever. Or, 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 yeah. or, or ring, ringside promos. Or ringside promos, or yeah. real quick. Or, yeah. or But you get to cut some ones on the ones, like you were talking to Johnny the other day, where you always saw the ones at the Sportatorium, and then there was the other one in Dallas where they had the local TV, and that's mm. where you get some more promo time. And then same thing with Mid-South. They weren't doing a real studio show, and so you never really got to see him cut these uh, real good promos. I think uh, that's why. I think you could get the focus more on, on the angles as opposed to like the promos, and, like and, the WWF. And he was a great color guy, because when he came in, went to yeah. UWF, when the Freebirds Great came into Ross. UWF, him and Jim Ross together calling UWF was fantastic. I just want—I just want to say real quick that the reason why I rate uh, Hayes uh, kind of above uh, Piper and many other guys is because Hayes is one of those guys in wrestling who I get the impression from what he's saying he's smart, you know, he's smarter than the average wrestler mm-hmm. oh, so yeah. the sort the sorts of stuff and the lines he comes out with you know just those couple of things that uh he said in these promos that johnny uh, uh quoted here you, you know it, it's stuff that wouldn't like he seems like a guy i mean we talked about the assassin last week uh you know being a guy who was you know really smart and i've always got the impression that hayes has got that kind of he does those clever little things that a lot of good you know Whereas, whereas Piper can be shouty and ranty, where he's not really saying anything. If you, if you ultimately, he's got like, um, Hayes can be shouty as well, but he's also got like the kind of Jake thing where he can really get down into the psychology of something. Right. You know, and so could Piper because Piper eventually kind of became just like Hayes did too. But Piper yeah. eventually became a caricature of yeah himself. But Piper, yeah. Piper could dial back in the day. He could dial it back too and be really and really. Like, yeah, but yeah, like I, I mean, I've I've seen a, crazy. I've seen yeah. a bunch of Piper recently from uh, just after this time. So in so I guess Georgia in '82, mm-hmm. I've been see, uh, watching some kind of Piper solely interactions and things, and he does like yes, but he it's part of his character to shout a lot as well, you know. Um, whereas I guess like it Hayes Hayes is I I guess it's just a taste thing, you know, where where Hayes is more kind of like he's he's more of a kind of conniving kind of mastermind heel, you know he he's like right. Do you know what I mean? Um, and and they, it gives and it. They, and they were both racists. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, they were. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But if you get back to the work thing, I think that's another reason why they never pushed Hayes on his own up top, top really for the most. I mean, they did here and there. Uh, was because I think a lot of promoters didn't have confidence in his working ability. I still think it, I still think in WCW or NWA in 1989, I still think he could have been the, the number two babyface in the company. Well, he has the U.S. title run, doesn't he? Uh, yeah. In 88, in early 88, him and Sting were both going around the horn with Flair yeah. at the same time. But yeah, they yeah, 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 he worked with Flair for quite a while. Well, he, has a, he has a good match with Luger that I saw for the U.S. title, yeah. which is probably his... But doesn't he doesn't he sell out the the, the Superdome in eighty one with JYD? Is it was it yeah, right? Nineteen eighty, yeah. yeah, just yeah, nineteen eighty, right? Off the blind well, not sell out, but it was thirty thousand, which was the record um, for, for New Orleans attendance. There. Yeah, the blinding yeah. was off the blinding angle. Yeah, and that's mm-hmm. coming up. We're going to be looking at that yeah. coming up. Um, sure. I just want to say, how cool is it that Freebird by Leonard Skinner is? Playing in the background and cutting these promos. <laughs> it really did. It, it was such like Johnny said, a fresh air. 
But yes. it really made it so, but it's that. almost seemed like cutting edge. Yes. Yeah. It was like you fucking opened up wrestling to the 21st century. Yeah, or something yeah. like that. The 20th yeah. century. Yeah. 20th century. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Rock and roll. 70s, yeah, rock. Uh, yeah. But down the Gord, Gordon, Gordon looking kind of flustered by these. <laughs> I, I think I should because because Hayes, uh, young Hayes without his beard is a good looking motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that is a good looking dude. And I think Gordon was just having some strange feeling after after one too many scotches, and, uh, <laughs> is standing in front of that kind of charisma because he's a sexy man. <laughs> yeah, yeah he'd be calling him Michelle at the end of the night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Mrs. Uh, no. Oh, I love that one. He's like, you people get it wrong. My name is not Michelle, it's Michael. Michael, the most popular name in the country, yeah. get it right. And you um, can't even get our names right, it's not Jailbird, it's Freebird. That's fucking great. W- w- one, one little thing I did notice uh, here that I did want to mention real quick, uh, doing these initial promos. Is that um, Hayes does a lot of the really fundamental, simple stuff, right? Where he's hitting the kind of plot points, you know. Oh, yeah. so, so just from this, we know that they beat Wrestling One and Two for the titles. We know that they've been to all of these different places. We know that they run out Austin Idol out of town, you know. And he's just cutting one promo here, and bang, we're there. It doesn't matter that we haven't seen the past five weeks of TV or whatever. We know exactly what they've been doing, and I think that's really like great stuff, you know. He gives us everything. Um, the context and still, and... and still talks about how sexy he is. I mean, that's just yeah. amazing. He can work everything into his promo. Juggling, yeah. Yeah, uh, and th- and that that's one of those little things that Flair does really well as well that people yeah, don't but... often give often give him credit for. And he gets over Georgia. He gets over how important Georgia is as a territory. Oh, totally. Um, yeah. Which is also great, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, moving on from. Well, you guys agree, though. Well, you guys agree, though, that Georgia, world class, and then Mid South, those are the big three Freebirds uh, territories. Oh, Freebirds oh. territories, yeah. And then oh, yeah, UWF, yeah. yeah. Sure. For sure, they were. But, I mean, you know, UWF, awesome. Mid South, same thing. But... Same thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because like you never really. Oh, what about, what about WWF? <laughs> yeah, that one day. Couple weeks. Can, can you go through them again, uh, um, uh, Pete? So, so, so Georgia. Uh, the world class, and what was the other one that you mentioned? Yeah, yeah, that's what I think of the three birds working mainly. Yeah, yeah. they were the AWA, were, but that was different. Yeah, they were tame in the AWA, and everyone who yeah. saw the AWA set realized yeah. they just looked out of place there. Oh, oh yeah. god, um, they hated the weather. They the booking yeah. sucked. I mean, and you had the you had the dream match. At the time, a fucking dream match is fucking three birds road, road warriors, road warriors. And, and when they yeah. did it, they cocked it up. So yeah. And then Memphis, they didn't click because it was a Memphis was a one-two man territory. It wasn't a where you have three guys, you know. So well, and, and when they there. were and when, and when they were in Memphis, they were kids. Basically. Yeah, that yeah. was where they just. Well, they started. came back in '85, though. You know. Oh, so, okay. oh yeah, that's true. That's true. I think them boys are on their marijuana pills. Yeah, and then, in, <laughs> and then in Florida, they didn't click either. Uh, I think everything was dynamic to help because even though Michael Hayes was even a booking in Florida at one point. Yeah. They didn't work because they didn't have enough talent on top in Florida at the time. There was a... Oh, with, with with the great angle, I love that <laughs> fucking angle. The one the one that even the magazines sort of just like broke cave and went like, really? That's kind of like out of right. place. The the one the, the one that if they did it if they did anything like that today, 
the internet would be full of crying pussies going on about <laughs> fucking, ooh, you know, because the Freebirds came in as baby faces fighting Russians. Yeah. yeah. And Mike Graham's out there talking about some shit, you know, and his dad had just killed himself. And yeah. and, he, and the Freebirds kind of like, look, you know, this is our our time. And uh, and his buddy Roberts, who cuts the the promo, he's like, you had enough time out here talking about your dead daddy, oh, you know. And, yeah. and like, oh, and I remember, I remember the man because I, I, that's where I read about it, you know. Yeah. Mm. And then I'm like, like, that's just the most despicable fucking thing <laughs> ever. <laughs> did, it win, did it win Meltzer's most despicable angle I think award? It did. I, I think it, it might have. Yeah, I think it might have. Yeah. I'm not even kidding. It might have. Yeah. Like, and they never clicked really for me. Crockett. I mean, they're only there for like a cup of coffee. Uh, mm. But it didn't seem like, even though, man, Ric Flair would always put over Terry Gordy calling him that bad apple, that big bad apple. Uh, it just never, yeah, they never really clicked. They would stay there for here and there. Uh, uh, I mean, I remember them having a couple matches with the Midnight, but other than that, nothing stands out of what they did in did, Crockett. Did, 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 just real quick, Pete, would you... I mean, my impression of Buddy Ro- uh, Buddy Roberts in 1985 is that he was just well, like he seems to age like massively between now and then. Where he's like an he's like an old man in 1985. Like, what happens to him? He was notably older than they were. Yeah, yeah, this quite a bit older. Time. Oh wait, Watts, I mean, Watts, at least... Watts, yeah. Watts put him in as the veteran to uh, teach him. Teach yeah. The world. yeah, he was probably at least 15 right. years older than. Oh, yeah, he was. Yeah, he was yeah, yeah. He. He's passed it by eighty-five, though. Is is the point? Like, uh, it's why, like, the, yeah, those AWAs, like, he, you know, I that it, he was poor in those AWA matches. Yeah, but it, but then, like, two years later, in uh, in UWF, yeah, he's kicking ass, man. Buddy Jack yeah. Roberts yeah. kicking ass. But yeah, he was. He, yeah, that was a great story. Like Watts, like, oh, I'm gonna put, I'm gonna put this third guy with you. You know, and they were against it, and then they they were like, <laughs> okay, well, fine, then. His whole thing, oh, he, oh, he'll be able to teach himself something and maybe control these boys. <laughs> you know? he's, he's just as fucking bad as they are. He's the one who gets the worse. Jack Daniels nickname. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're all pissing on each other because that's what how they, they, like, they like to yeah. give each other golden showers. That's how they would initiate people. Like, fuck, yeah. they don't yeah. stay the hell away. In the car, while they're driving yeah. in the car, you turn around, so the guy's pissing on you. <laughs> Yeah. Now, uh, now I d- speaking then, of Robert, know, and, then, and then Tony Greer was in the backseat jerking off. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> Spe- speaking of uh, speaking of Roberts, I did uh, read something somewhere recently. I can't remember where that um, you know, looking at their basic, basically their roles within the within the three man unit, and uh, you know, obviously Hayes was the leader and he was the promo and the talker and the the guy who'd get most of the heat. Uh, you know, he was the like the villain. Um, and then uh, obviously Gordy was there as the uh, as the ass kicker, you know, he, the, the guy who you couldn't get down, the guy who who'd beat you up type thing. And essentially, uh, Roberts was there as the rag doll, the guy who'd get beaten up. Um, yeah, is, is that fair? Is it? Uh, I mean, yeah. Pete, you've probably and, seen and, more freebirds than anyone. Yeah, he's a good but, worker. And it's fair. He was the rag doll, but he was also the guy who they, they, they're smart enough the booking to let him score a lot of pinfalls also, so they wanted to make him look incompetent. So you can look mm-hmm. and watch him, watch him in the Von Erichs. He scores his fair share. But he was also somebody you could also separate and could run and do some comedy mm-hmm. throughout mm-hmm. the stuff. And so it also gave the, gave the, 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 the act legs. Yeah. With, so, ice, right. with Iceman. Yeah, with Iceman, you looked at it. And, uh, and, and, and 
of those two guys. They, it was comedy, but they man, they worked stiff with each other oh. uh, mm-hmm. and stuff. So, uh, but yeah, it's fair to say he was pretty much set up to, to uh, do a lot of jobs, and he did his fair share of jobs. But so, so not to just totally bury the guy, he did score a lot of pinfalls also. Mm-hmm. Okay, well right. we can we can talk about the Freebirds all night long for sure. brief little match between Gordy and DiBiase. Uh, Marty, do you want to uh, go over this one? Yeah, I'll go over this pretty quickly. Uh, basically, uh, Gordy's in instead of Hayes, even though Hayes <clears throat> had issued the challenge to DiBiase. Uh, pretty much DiBiase is, I mean, this is a real bang-bang match, just a lot mm-hmm. of action. DiBiase's hitting a lot of, uh, you know, you know, 80s moves, you know, atomic drops, body slams. Uh, Gordy begs off for him. Uh, Gordy does get a slam in, but, you know, it's pretty much right back on to uh, DiBiase after he wins the suplex struggle. Uh, DiBiase hits the power slam. Looks like he's going to win. Hayes gets on the uh, top rope. We get the press slam onto Hayes. The chase is on. Gordy hits a back elbow. Uh, Robert Fuller, who at this point is also helping out uh, at DiBiase, uh, goes after Hayes because of his uh, interference. Katie bar the door. Here's six brawls of Bruin. We get the uh, the uh, awesome angle, the uh, triple spike pile driver on the big fat hog, <laughs> Dan Frazier, and it looked dangerous. I mean, I mean, the guy was a big dude, and it looked like they they, uh, they really did drop him on his head. And Dan Frazier, he probably sold him a counterfeit Rolex in the locker room, and they're like, I, I, I do have a little. St- <laughs> I do have a little story about this, Martin, because apparently um, they didn't want to do it. And uh, this was Fraser's idea to, to take the pile driver, and then he did get he did get legit injured. <laughs> he looked uh, like it looked like one of the most dangerous pile drivers I've ever seen. <laughs> wow! Yeah, it was pretty good stuff. Part, do you want to uh, add any more to? Uh... Um, well, uh, I mean, my, my my first note here is that imagine a fan, a twelve-year-old in 1994, being told that once upon a time. Colonel Rob Parker, the Million Dollar Man, and Uncle Elmer were a <laughs> were were a babyface alliance. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I mean it's just I mean it's just ridiculous. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, quite an un, quite an still. I mean, even here, still quite a weird like Stan Fraser. I mean, and this led me to look up. Uh, Fraser and Jesus, uh-huh. have you seen how many gimmicks this guy had? That was the, Eight. That was the joke yeah. in Memphis. Memphis was that yeah. they they bring him back with some dumb thing, and everyone would know. Everyone would know, and they would, and like Lance Russell would be like, "Jimmy Hart, come on, you know this is Plowboy Fraser. It's not Plowboy Fraser, baby. It's the Lone <laughs> Ranger." <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> but the guy worked. Uh, so the most interesting of these, he worked for a time as the convict. <laughs> I want to know what that was. He, 
he worked apparently in the 70s as the convict in different places and uh he was a pretty big guy you know he was billed at six foot ten oh, he's big. Uh, uh, you know, oh, big. fucking lord! Yeah, he's big. What, 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 what have you been watching? No, he's big. No, he's, he's but he was tall. tall as too. he's tall, like six yeah. ten. But he's yeah. tall, so he's like you know, as tall as the Undertaker and built like yeah, I mean, fucking, fucking earthquake. Over Robert Fuller and Diviasi, uh, and those two guys are tall guys. Yeah, yeah. He he also is like looks like dirt like. He, 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 like, he cleaned up in his Uncle Elmer days, because here he looks like a filthy, disgusting, like, I, I can't imagine how this guy lived, you know? He just looked like a real kind of uh, slob. Yeah, he, he, you know, yeah, yes, yes, Barb. He went home like that, you know? And he, 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 <laughs> hey, Eric changed, changed his clothes, because that's how he did it. That's his gimmick. It's, 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 it's his cut, I love the cut-off overalls, which is fantastic. Uh, uh, yes, and the shirt, the, dirt, the dirty button-down shirt. I mean, I mean, if, if ever the, if there's ever a wrestler who looked like he fucking, you know, went home and beat his wife and kids. Oh, <laughs> Christ. Well, well, of course he wasn't married at this point. Not yet. Well, maybe. You, know. you never know. <laughs> yeah, he might have been married yet, and they got divorced, and they got you know married to his true love on Saturday night's main event. You know, well, head with an apple, and uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he he goes home to his ramshackle uh, apartment. You know, or fucking cabin after this and shit. And his wife's like, well, Stan, what happened? Oh, them damn freebirds dropped me on my head. Are you okay? <laughs> this woman just give me my goddamn whiskey before I beat your ass again. Take the goddamn telephone. Go on again with your mama. I'll beat your ass over the head. And he throws it through a fucking window. It, a, a very strange thought occurred to me during uh, like these initial kind of appearances of Stan Fraser, which was uh, if like John Doe from Seven was picking his victims, he may he may uh, he, he may have picked this one to to kill he like the wrong you know no like force feeding him the spaghetti, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like he could have been a, the sloth victim. Um, free uh, every time you go. I need some more vittles. <laughs> I like the um I like the weaseling by uh by Hayes top uh top healing um uh, awesome scoop power slam by Ted uh I thought I'd mention that and um yeah really painful looking pile driver um clearly like he's not built for being pile drive Fraser oh. and then he's in a in... Fraser. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Pete, any any takes on the the situation or or Stan? I, 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 I thought it was totally the one of the most carny things ever to pop a rating where you had Michael Hayes earlier bitching about having to do this match, mm. and then they put it on, which is yeah, uh, exactly. just. Let's one go and it's just like this 
mixture of <laughs> cheap beer, bourbon, and fried chicken and abuse. <laughs> oh, probably. Here, um, I, 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 were you, but was anybody buying the alliance between these two? Because like, oh, I buy it. Like, why? Uh, <laughs> well, maybe we'll get into that next. Bit, oh, it's coming up. Yeah, yeah. that's coming up. Yeah we'll, yeah, we'll get into that because it gets it gets pretty serious and and emotional. Yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> coming up <laughs> with poor poor Stan. Um, any other thoughts on this before we continue, Johnny? Because it, well, it runs into the next thing because yeah. it comes out, you know, with a towel around yes. his fucking neck, you know, not a brace. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because uh, yeah, that brace won't fit. <laughs> right, no, well, you know, it's, it, you know, Obamacare had, you know, was a thing of the future, so, you know, they couldn't afford a fucking neck brace that big, so I'll just wrap my tie all around. Yeah, I've been t- talking like Sling Blade. You know, mm, what you got in there is good to eat. Uh, French fried potatoes and my broken neck next to them damn free birds. Mm-hmm. I'm going to kill them with a Kaiser blade. Mm-hmm. And he comes out and. They're all like, okay, they're, they're, they're a team. And porn star, it's a <laughs> porn star fuller yes. with his stupid hat and his mustache. <laughs> boring Ted with his boring hair and boring speech. <laughs> and, <laughs> but, then they, but then it goes into the interview because they had a, apparently a battle royal. Yeah. Mm. That uh, Fuller and Ted won. Or some sort of elimination battle royal thing. And yeah. while they were getting their money, the Freebirds fucked up Frazier again. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, yeah. and you gotta remember, and, and this is a day, VCRs were new. So they don't say, you know, they're, they're still learning what the, the terminologies, if you notice this, because this happens all throughout the rest of this show. Is, uh, they go, yeah, the footage gonna be, uh, what the fuck they say? Instead, like, you're like, we're gonna watch the tape. You know, they're like, we're gonna watch the VCR. No, he, they said VTR, and I had no and idea VTR, what they were talking about. VTR. Oh, that uh, makes much more sense. You know, like if you rewind, but they were like using. It was like oh, how old people right. say, I, "I look yeah. at television." I'm just looking. Yeah. Yeah. You know how old people go. What do you? What did you know, Grandma? I'm just looking at Lawrence work. And uh, <laughs> and then Ted. All boringly tries to say, we tried to stuff our checks in his pants. <laughs> I was just like, oh, really? What else were you trying to stuff in his pants? You know, he, he, was he, was kind of channel, he was kind of channeling backland here, Ted, wasn't he? Yeah. He was channeling art when you were lecturing to your class with your sweet, yes. uh, sweet jacket, man. <laughs> right. So to paint a better picture, this was officially a two-ring triple chance battle royal so i guess it was a tag team battle royal two rings and when it got down to two teams left it became a regular tag team match oh is that what it was yes so something that tna probably attempted at some point the opposite where you start on the on the arena floor and then you get into the ring and then back up and then do you know graham uh graham corson on his Graham Cawthorn on his website doesn't recognize the six-man two-ring battle royal. He just says uh, Ted won it. That's what it says, but uh, would, is he wrong? Was it, was it six-man take? It was a six-man. So it was six-man. Yeah. That's what they said. It was a really weird yeah. setup. So like, two four-man or two two? No, no, it was... 
because what's his name didn't want a partner. Uh, they mentioned Joe LaDuke, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. It was it was weird. Like they were a man because they they said they were a man down because there was like a six man two ring battle have, royal. I watched it twice because it was too complicated. For uh, it was well, you could, If you got sent out of, you had to get sent into the ring. If you got like sent over the ropes, it didn't like count. You could like brawl out and then you go back in. It was the most confusing thing I've ever seen. <laughs> and nonetheless, it's like who cares? Because all they're doing is adding more fuel to the exactly. fire that yes. is the fabulous reaver. Yes, That's thank what you. Because exactly. yes, the point of it all is another. Uh, yes. Oh, I, oh, here, oh, here it is. I have it down. They go, we're going to watch uh, this, this, a piece of footage, uh, a piece of a VCR. Roll the piece of VCR. <laughs> that's, that's what they said. <laughs> oh, my. So, yes. Um, anyone, who else, uh, who wants to get in on, on this big clusterfuck? Uh, basically, mm. what happens is, yes, it's quite funny at, at the end. Um, with Fuller and DiBiase <laughs> celebrating and, and not knowing poor Stan was left behind. Yeah, that's awesome, yeah. <laughs> they, they're, so looking, they're looking for their fucking checks and celebrating. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and Fraser gets his ass handed to him. Yeah, and, 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 it, and it goes back, and we'll get to it, where uh, Hayes is right. But he says, <laughs> he's like, when he later, he's like, yeah, they showed their true colors and too busy getting their checks. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was that was, there was you talk about they didn't notice the almost five hundred pound man at ringside getting beaten up. Like, <laughs> That's a lot of uh, <laughs> do you know? Um, yeah, they were gonna buy a, a new Lincoln Con now. Yes. So um. Oh, no 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 no! Fuller was gonna waste his part on a new Lincoln Continental. DiBiase <laughs> was gonna invest in the real estate boom, which would eventually lead to of course you know, billions. Ah, yeah, they they they, they, they came to fruition in 1988, wow, late 1987. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, wasn't he meant to be like? He listened to E.F. Hutton. <laughs> <laughs> Did um, I, I want to say if we're giving out awards for worst um cavalry, uh, tape like worst cavalry, like uh, uh, Custer. <laughs> if you if you want somebody saving you. You don't want Stan Fraser being there because he will get beaten up. Uh, he took the pile driver the first time he tried to make the save. This time he tries to make the save and <laughs> gets him. No, gets you the... want him because then it happens to him. Compounds the injury. Yeah. I, yeah. I love the fact that he said you are dead to the Freebirds uh, earlier on. And then he followed up on that by getting himself injured. More injured. Um <laughs> And then, uh, How about he, the uh, solemn uh, part with uh, Fuller and DiBiase, you know, oh, talking about how they'll take care of Stan and pay yeah. for his hospital bills? This, yeah, yeah, you know, it's, you know, if they really wanted to be nice, they just give him the money. No, they're going. This check is going to go three ways. <laughs> no. Yeah, oh, yeah that's true. How generous of you. <laughs> Fuller really, fully, re Fuller really goes way over the top. He was, he's like a brother to me. Come, come on, like man. Yeah, the one we put in the home. <laughs> no, it's like, so come sincere, it was sickening. It was, it really was. This, this was, this, hey, well, he was talking like he was at a funeral home. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, you know, uh, Fuller was booking this, so this is uh, if you if you're wondering why Fuller is in this big main main event angle, uh, there's Nick your Fuller's answer right a great there. Fucking wrestler, though, so. No, he's a great wrestler, but I'm just saying that he uh, he'd taken over the book of that uh, yeah. at this point. Um, when you guys were asking why DiBiase didn't like Fuller as a booker, I think probably because he can't because Fuller could have outshined DiBiase in every corner. Have you guys made a pact to rag on DBRC tonight? <laughs> this is one of the all-time no, great angles. But Fuller, Fuller uh, is, a, is a good babyface promo. Yeah, better and, than Ted. Uh, and Ted's not. Dude. It was a, you know, hey, just accept it. We, 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 oh, yeah. That's what I did all day at work today. Yeah. Uh, we had a secret <laughs> cabal meeting going on. <laughs> uh, I wasn't busy working. Or anyone else was. We, were like, Ooh. we said we were going to watch the World Cup, but we just got together and made Ted DiBiase joke pack. Yes. Um, I, well, another thing I like about this particular part of the storyline is that uh, of all the guys that the Freebirds decide they're going to pick on, they pick on uh, they pick on Fraser. Like they're going to they're going to bully this fat man now. <laughs> they're going to make his life a misery. I just love the idea of like evil Michael That's Hayes. Uh... <laughs> fat hog. Let that fat hog just slaughter while you was busy looking at your check. <laughs> I mean, and then, he, no, no, he... no, it was better than that. It's Fuller's jacket. Uh, but the, the, his his wrestling uh, entrance jacket. He looks like an extra from the court jester. <laughs> yeah, I thought or, he was like the Joe yeah, brother. Yeah, yeah, or the Rujos. Yeah, no, he got it. The local dinner theater was doing Camelot, and he stole the fucking jacket. I, on the, on the subject of Fraser, I was going to say, like, so, okay, so he does pretty much suck, uh, as we, as we'll talk about later. But 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 because he's so fat and useless, does that make him weirdly quite a sympathetic babyface? Like, he is it's actually, like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. sympathetic babyface. I think he's sympathetic babyface until you get to the, like when we had to see him sell for the Freebirds um, later on. <laughs> Uh, that was just horrible. That was like, yeah. I, I was like oh, please. Yeah, the, yeah, the next tag match. Throw some bird cream in my eyes. This is killing me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, you know, I bet, I bet you know, there were people there, like teenage dudes, who were kind of digging the Freebirds and being yeah. just like, oh, fucking yeah. this, this dude. But you know, this was still 1980. The Freebirds are fucking bad guys and, and douchebags, yeah. and Uncle Elmer there was a good guy, and they're gonna cheer the mm. fucking good guy. Yeah. No matter how bad he sucks. Yeah. yeah. Trust me, not not one, not one person in that uh, audience, be it the Omni or the studio, was going, oh, his work rate just. Not one. Well, maybe, yeah. Well, yeah, well okay. You know, but, like, do you know what I mean? Because he's like quite old and fat, and he kind of looks like disappointed to he be beaten up old. in a way. He's like Benjamin Button. <laughs> <laughs> he, he kind of looks like genuinely saddened to have been beaten up again. Like his. Oh, his Uncle Elmer's like... always looks sad. Even when he's smiling, he looks sad. He's yeah. Little... He should be on. Uncle Elmer should be on Hee Haw. You know, going. Uh, <laughs> you know, singing. Gloom, despair, and agony on me. Yeah, Deep, Uncle... dark depression, excessive misery. Oh. Yeah. Ehaw, uh, everybody. Ehaw, <laughs> yeah, I mean, Uncle Elmer is that like the elephant with the splinter in its in its tusk or foot? Or yeah. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the lion with that. Just, yeah. That's yeah, the lion. Yeah, the lion. 
Nah, Fraser. Uh, by the time we get to the the next tag with him, I just and want yet, to and be yet, taken out back in Strock. And yet, um, you know, they, they, he's one of those guys that you go, you know, all the guys who Vince brought up to WWF in the '80s that, that some of you are like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> he's one of them. Mm. And he got a decent run. WrestleMania two. Yep, versus Adonis. <laughs> Adonis. Yeah. There's a classic for all you kids out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway. Bye, bye, baby. It's the sweet The feud is heated up. Uh, Fuller or uh, Fraser again has been beaten down. This time near death, it seems. Um, so we're on to oh. revenge. DiBiase and Fuller against the Freebirds in the Omni, and yes. um, we got two matches uh, to discuss. Um, basically, the first or the second match. Uh, is where there's stipulations and it gets a bit more serious, no disqualification. Um, Marty, mm. do you want to combine these two into one and discuss them? Yeah, just tell me when to stop, and I'll so I'm just gonna I'll just ramble on. <laughs> All right. So uh, Fuller and DiBiase, they had, they had it won. They had Fuller had the Fuller leg lock, which look actually looks kind of like a cradle leg lock thingy. Mm-hmm. DiBiase had the uh, the figure four, and uh, but uh, Hayes came in and uh, triggered the DQ, and the, he did it on purpose. So they're demanding a no DQ match for the titles, and uh, and they're going to break their legs. But in order to get the title match and all those stipulations, they're putting up the Lincoln Continental. <laughs> and that was I know it's to... <laughs> so I, I, I just assume the continental is choice. Uh, and then we got uh, so now Hayes is narrating footage, and there should be more Michael Hayes narrating footage. That's it was very good. And uh, basically, it starts off they're beating up DiBiase. Uh, then you know they they basically take up. <laughs> yeah, it's all about beating up DiBiase. They take over. Uh, Hayes interferes because it's a no disqualification match. Hayes points out he can interfere because earlier, you know, in the non disqualification, the normal matches, the the Freebirds play by the rules. Gordon Soley, man, yeah. the eye roll was palpable in his voice. <laughs> and uh, so then we get triple pile driver, and freaking Gordon Soley goes fucking nuts. Don't move his neck. Don't touch him! <laughs> and yeah. then ah. we, get the, we get the super solemn uh, Gordon Soley with the stretcher. Is that where I'm ending, or do I go to the next match? Uh, I think we'll end there with okay. the, the end of the neat, no DQ match. Okay. Uh, Pete, your thoughts? Uh, I'm just loving the whole uh, Linky Continental and keeping yeah. it up. And I guess DiBiase, he's not the million dollar man, so he can't afford one. They yeah. can't put up his own car of his own. It's gotta be Fuller's. Yeah, it's gotta be Fuller's car. So we're talking about partners, DiBiase, where he, 
doesn't mean offer to go have these with his partners. Didn't but did, didn't follow. Even say they even say our Lincoln Continental. Uh, <laughs> didn't uh, didn't follow buy the car with the with the proceeds with the proceeds from the battle royal. Wasn't that the? Uh, yeah, but yeah, I, don't, you, I don't think you could buy a Lincoln Continental for let's see what's what's one third. Fifteen grand. Or yeah, if you go by a third, yeah. No. In the way later on, Michael Hayes described it as the piece of shit car. Uh, that's all he would let his dog sit in. That was okay. So, it was just, you'd, you'd be cleaned. Yeah. <laughs> you needed good detailing. So he only, if he did buy it, he only owned it for a little while before he lost it. Which leads to one of the fucking great little segments that we'll, we'll get to yeah, coming up. Yeah, that's coming up. It, um, are we talking about the, uh, like, because there was a few promos before this footage was, uh, uh, could we get Hayes' account of the footage? Are we, are we talking That's about this? That's coming up next. That's coming up next, right. Okay, yeah. so I'm kind of a bit... Uh, there's, there were two different matches here, right? Yeah. Okay. And this is the first one. What what happens at the end of this match? There's <laughs> one match where DiBiase and Fuller haven't won. They're in the dual submissions. And then Hayes right. attacks, triggers the DQ. Yeah. And then the other match I talked about was the no disqualification follow-up, where Hayes attacks right. and it leads to the triple pile driver, and DBS yeah. is taken out on the stretcher. I see. Okay, and we're talking about that next. Uh, that second uh, match. Yeah, don't worry, Marty. This happens to me all the time. We gotta like, uh-huh. you gotta follow hey. the slowly. You gotta talk real slow. How about that Fuller fucking leg lock? Is that the slickest? One of the slicker looking things you ever seen. It is nice. It is right. It's real tight. Like, grip it. Mm-hmm. I love. It, it, it wasn't even a 1980 Lincoln Continental. It's 1979. 79. Lincoln Continental. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Michael Hayes said it cost 17 grand at one point. Oh. I wrote it down. I was looking in my notes. <laughs> 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 I mentioned them now. You know. They ought to do that now with these wrestlers now who have their own private buses. Yes, you know, you know. putting up the bus. Put up yeah. their buses. I bet Randy Orton's bus is the best bus going. <laughs> I bet that is a fucking nice bus. Cena has a pretty good bus. Yeah, actually. Big Show's yeah, got a, a, a nice bus. Bad. Daniel Bryan. Yeah. Daniel Bryan's got himself a bus. Oh, wow. Yeah, Punk's Punk Punk had one. Uh, yeah, Punk had one. Yeah, Luger had one. Luger. <laughs> <laughs> Adam, Adam Rose has the whatever they call it. The... Exotic Express. Yeah, Exotic, Exotic Express. Express. I've been on that bus. Before we move on to the next bit, um, we have a, a little bit about a, a promo actually um, that the baby faces cut uh, prior to the Omni footage. And part of you wanted to uh, make a point of something that DiBiase said during it? Yeah, he says, my father lost his life for this business, which I thought was, you know, quite a hardcore thing to come in with. Um, and, uh, you know, it kind of, like, gave Ted some legitimacy. And, you know, I, I thought it was a, probably the most babyface thing that he did uh, up until this point. Well, what it was is because Fuller's also like, you know, I was born into this business too. I went to my first match when I was yeah. in diapers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what they're trying to play off is these are the 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 bastions of respect mm. and tradition in this business. And how dare these long-haired, <laughs> pot-smoking, 
Marijuana pill Marijuana pill eating. How dare they come here, you know, and and do what they do with their disrespect and, and long hair and 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 sexy asses. Yeah, they're, 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 they're NWO, 1996, you know? And, yeah. Especially the way Gordy, in some of all these promos, when they're walking off, the way Gordy, I mean, Gordy can't talk. Terry Gordy never could talk post, pre or post brain damage. And he fucking has that saunter as yeah. he's sauntering off. Well, then I'm just like, yeah, who's going to fuck with it? I'm Michael. Who's gonna fuck with us? Nobody. <laughs> Just fucking yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah, he's perfect. He didn't have to say much at all. Just had to stand yeah. in the back and look tough. Shoot tobacco and, and look like. Yeah. yeah. You know, I was looking like the biggest bad like, apple on the corner. That's Terry yeah. Gordon. I just like, like look like baby Huey in, in these fucking. This footage. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, Though I will say, after watching him work with Kevin Von Erich, I actually gained sympathy for Terry Gordy. Fuck <laughs> Kevin, you to just destroy him. Well, you know why? Because Kevin Von Erich is a kick-ass motherfucker who don't take no shit. I, I'll, I'll defend Kevin to the day I die, man. I love Kevin Von Erich. I'm sort of why. But, I mean, God, he was snug. I mean, where you felt, I mean, you look like, Terry Gordy looks like a Muppet, and fucking uh, Kevin's just wailing him. <laughs> Uh, All right, so uh, next up we have a TV tag match between DiBiase and Fraser, who's recovered, apparently, from his... I have a little bit on this, uh, on the time, just to kind of put this into context of how much time has passed in all of this. Um, So when we first see Hayes and them, you know, when the Freebirds first come in, I think it's about October 1980... Mm -hmm. Um, and then the battle royal happened on Christmas Christmas night at the Omni, um, right. and then so that's when Fraser got injured Christmas time, and he's out for all of basically all of January, and right. this it. is he's Santa Claus. Yeah. And this is sometime the in the worst mall Santa ever. Imagine Uncle Elmer as your mall Santa. It just smells like whiskey and failure. And, 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 just, with dead eyes. The, the, the eyes of death. You know, he wants the little kids to sit on his lap a little too long. It's just... <laughs> yep. well, Come over here and sit on Santa's lap. Oh, no. Move over. Oh, that's right. Yeah, right there. Move right, over. Right there. Oh, that's the sweet spot. That's the spot. So, so, the, so this is uh, February... This is February 1981 now, and Fraser's yeah, back. Yeah. And I was confused as hell, even though I put, even though I did put this footage together. I was like, "What? Fra- Fraser's back? It's like, what the hell's going? on? How is he back? And they've got the titles? Have we skipped back in time? Like, um, but no, no. They. they... No wonder you were so confused, just like ten minutes ago before we went to break. Um, <laughs> oh wait, wait. Let me let me put it to you in a, in something that's British. And you might it's all you know timey wimey wibbly wobbly but no, but no oh, come on. no one no one watches doctor who okay <laughs> fraser fraser's back from injury and immediately ted and him win the win the georgia titles and yep. they've got them here right yep, yep. five days before this 
five days before this match, they won the belts. So See, yeah, it would have been it. fuller. It would have been fuller, but he was he was down at the uh, the bank explaining <laughs> why <laughs> why he shouldn't have to pay the car payments <laughs> on the Lake Continental anymore. <laughs> I lost it in a wrestling match. I lost it in a wrestling match. It, no, it's his haze, fella. That damn, that damn Michelle. Michelle. That damn Michelle. Michelle. <laughs> oh, classic. Yeah, so it's DiBiase and Fraser versus the Freebirds on TV. A young Nick Patrick, mm. uh, son of the assassin, oh, I yeah, I is, is yeah. the referee for this contest. All right, uh, Marty. I why I didn't notice it. <laughs> well, he wasn't recognizable, really. Uh, no, no, no. no. There, 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 there was only one thing grabbing my attention during this match, but we'll get to it. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll find All out. Right. Yes, Marty, your thoughts on this one? Uh, just beforehand, just to let everybody know the uh, way that they were able to win the tag team titles is they had injured Terry Gordy's knee, so it was right. a two-on-two match. So that was the uh, critical plot point that you had to eliminate one free bird mm, to get it yeah. in. Uh, pretty good uh, babyface shine by uh, DiBiase. Not like the world's greatest or anything, but pretty decent job for him. And uh, he hit, uh, you know, you know the usual stuff, atomic drops. And drop kicks. I mean, nothing, nothing out there. Nothing, Greatest nothing worker. Out. This is fucking Meltzer's number one worker for 1981 here. Give him a break. Uh, I don't know what Del- Dave Meltzer was Louis. watching. What's who based on his St. Louis work? Uh, so, oh, the, be- the best part, my favorite part of the whole thing was, uh, so Roberts gets the knee lift on DiBiase, you know, temporarily weakening him. Tags in Hayes, and Hayes is thinking, I got him now. A couple no a couple uh, no cells with the punches, and Hayes is fucking bolts out of that ring. So that was uh, that's yep. always fun. And then uh, Frazier gets in, and it's just boring. They beat up Frazier. I actually like fish hooks, and Buddy Roberts put in a couple <laughs> fish hooks on Frazier, so I dig it. And uh, then DiBiase comes back in. You know, it's pretty decent. You know, I wouldn't call it a hot tag. It was like a warm tag. And, uh... Oh, my boy. <laughs> and, uh, he hit the power slam. and for a warm always, tag. 80 bar the door. Pair six bars brewing. Fraser misses a leg drop. Gordy, with his bad leg, drops the leg on Fraser. He <laughs> scores the pin. Triple beatdown on DiBiase. Uh... And uh, Robert Fuller makes the save. Oh, the ref's holding up the belts, though, because they did yes. notice that Gordy uh, leg dropped. That's right. Mm. Uh, Pete, any thoughts on this one? Yeah, it was definitely night and day when uh, Ted was in there. It was much better. Um, I'm guessing if Meltzer thought uh, DiBiase was the best worker in 81, maybe he was comparing him, comparing him to Frazier, because, I mean, <laughs> he looks like Picasso next to... Uh, Frazier as, as, a, as a worker. Um, yeah, I felt I didn't so know Picasso bad. wrestled. Well, you know, painting. You know, I'm using the Jim Ross reference. You know, painting and, you know, finger paints and all that shit. Yeah, hey, um, I know he had a death match against Salvador Dali. So I, 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 uh, I'd love to see. But, uh, yeah, you, then you see him trying to get heat on Frazier, and it's like, God, this is horrible. He gets down to one knee, and it looks like you're, like, raping a fucking whale uh, <laughs> trying to uh, yeah, get heat on the guy, and it's so bad. I mean, just 
you're just like, this guy's, they're beating up a, a guy who should be in a wheelchair because he couldn't be able to walk that much weight. And it was just like so depressing. It was like, yeah, two, 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 two different matches. Yeah. Harv, you need, uh, your boy DiBiase needs uh, some defense here, I believe. Um, well, I mean, he did a flying head scissors here, which is, I think, the only time I've ever seen Ted do a flying head scissors anywhere. And very nice, too. Uh, very well executed, as you would expect. Um, he... <laughs> 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 I, mean, I mean, Christ. <laughs> uh, I, I swear you guys have got, like, another another thing going on Facebook. Let's just rag on DBRC for the whole show. Um, well, uh, now that you said it, that's when I decided to start doing that. So, yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> um, you, know, you, know, you know, teenagers want to be part of the cool kid crowd. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I one thing that really amused me is that Michael Hayes saying that uh, just before this match that follows a uh, Lincoln Continental is really smelly. <laughs> that, uh, that amused yeah. that amused me quite a lot. Um, Fraser is just so fucking useless, isn't he? He can't do anything. <laughs> And and fair play to the Freebirds, they work around him. But he's not he's not so much as the face in peril. He's just like he might as well just be like a blob. Like he's just nothing. <laughs> just like he is yeah. so bad. Buddy Roberts is doing like everything he could. To uh, do dude, that I'm, I'm getting. I did that's right. Yeah, I mean it's it basically like Buddy Roberts would hit Fraser and sell the punch for him as well somehow. Yeah. I don't know how he does it. And, yeah, <laughs> that's logic. a worker for you. Um, yeah, I, <laughs> no, I, it's definitely a broomstick-esque type of thing. Yeah. It's a big fucking broom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh, and how bad, like, I don't know how he managed to do it, because uh, we're talking, like, El Gigante levels of shite here, because, it, like, he managed to make the tag look bad. You know when he tagged out? He made that look, like, warm tag was right, I mean, he just, how can you make a tag look bad? I don't understand that, like, he just absolutely useless um so yeah like he he, he oh, if anything he improved his uncle elmer <laughs> <laughs> well, i don't know about that um so yeah no i i i enjoy the fact that gordy wasn't really injured have we got to that point yet yeah yes um yeah, <laughs> yeah. and i'm glad you listened to me so, no, so, so, sorry, even, no. There's, there's a lot. Don't even listen to the kid. There, there's, there's a lot going on in this show. It feels this is like uh, Titans as booked by uh, Vince Russo. It's very overbooked this evening. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's like, oh, bullshit! This was fantastic. <laughs> um, I I also love the three-on-one beatdown on Ted uh, on Ted here, and that the ref uh, the ref decides to to hold up the belts. How how old uh, how wonderfully old school. <laughs> <laughs> they hold up the. This is like an angle from like 1965 or something. <laughs> awesome. Um, yeah. So there we go. Cool. Oh, oh. Right, I, I, sorry, sorry. Right. One more, one more thing. I do have a note on uh, on what the deal was here with uh, with Fraser being so heavily pushed in this angle and so on. Um, oh, yeah. And and also why Ted? Because uh, you mentioned Pete. Uh, the, uh, Ted didn't like uh, Fuller as a Booker in Georgia, and. Right. Um, like he had an interview like the shoot interview that he did way back like in 2000 i think like the, video? yeah it's like it's the three hour ted dbrc shoot yeah. you know and um he does say that basically dbrc was like he didn't get on with uh with with uh fuller 
because he was like a Texas guy and, uh, you know, he was in with Watts and whatever. Uh, Watts was like not, like had just gone or something. Ole Anderson had just left. And uh, Jim Barnett was basically the guy who said, look, you've got to push DiBiase here. And Fuller brought in a bunch of his own guys, one of whom was Stan Fraser. Um, because I think Fraser was big in Tennessee, like in in the seventies. Well, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, late seventies. He was just here's the legend. You know, I don't know how true this is because I think it's bullshit, but I love the legend. You know, hey, you know, just like just like the man who shot Liberty Valance. You know, always print the legend mm-hmm. that Jerry Lawler and Jerry Jarrett or something are dri- driving through the country, and uh, it's like the Andre story. You mm-hmm. know, but uh, that they saw this giant hillbilly plowing the fields himself where normally the horse would be wearing the thing he was wearing it and plowing the fields and they said so, you should so, be arrested so fucking ridiculous can you imagine fraser with a pl- fucking plow on it which is why he debuted as plowboy plow <clears throat> well, well well anyway i mean the re- the reason that so, so so one ted doesn't like the fact that he was having to tag with fraser <laughs> um, two um, is that the, the the business was actually Georgia was actually going through a rough patch here, uh, uh, gatewise, which is why the angle turns the way it does. Uh, but that, that's probably the, for the next segment. So a little mm-hmm. teaser there for who well, comes even in like next. Even when they announced that card that we saw, I, I really didn't want to. That, that was a really? You know, I really. I really didn't want to see that much. I thought the Les Thornton match was going to be interesting. I thought the Freebirds would do something interesting. Other than that, I, I thought the main event was okay. Uh, other than that, I really, I don't but, think it was anything wasn't that, that exciting. Wasn't that main event? It was. It was. It was. It was Harley Race and Ole Anderson versus Dusty and um. Oh shit! I don't remember who the Dusty's partner was, but I remember thinking like, "Well, that's a dream match." I thought that match that match looked Wahoo perfectly. Maybe? No, it wasn't Wahoo. Uh, gosh, I, I'm leaning for a junkyard dog too. I think it was junkyard dog, and uh, okay. uh, but you know, not certain. I I actually watched that. And I'm like, well, I'd pay you know ten dollars to go. I'd go see it. Don't get me but, wrong, but it, was, it wasn't something like, ooh, this can't. Miss yeah, but but I, the the point is is that Georgia had been through a pretty hot streak in seventy nine eighty. Some of the stuff we were watching on the last show actually. Um, and and during this little stretch, they were struggling, so they changed the booker. Fuller came in and didn't really didn't really uh, help that much. And so basically, they thought, right, well, what can we do here? Let's bring in JYD to see if we can pop the gate that way. So that's basically what happens. Yes. So, so basically, that, it, it, well, in the, pop the territory using. Uh, I mean, mid-south angle. So, yeah. In the age of kayfabe, were people actually turning off the Freebirds because they hated them so much? Yeah, but, but yeah, that's exactly... They, they thought, well, let's bring the JYD Freebirds angle to Georgia now. That's basically... And, well, let, let's see what happens. Which, which, you know, which really, we're only watching this part. I mean, that was a two-hour show. <laughs> you know, what else was on it? So, yeah, yeah, well, JYD has been brought up. Well, uh, Johnny, do you have anything about the Um, uh, yeah, yeah, just real quick. Um, so I love this because I wrote this down. Buddy Roberts is awesome because while you guys are saying like, "Boy, Frazier sucked," and he did, I wrote down this was a perfect example of a of a 
of an amazing professional wrestler taking a hunk of shit and making it work. And he just worked. I mean, it was like, I mean, you want to use the artist thing. It was like artists working with a giant, fat, smelly lump of clay and just doing what he could with it. Buddy Roberts was amazing in there with Frazier. Amazing. I, this was the best carry job I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Yeah. I, and I thought it worked, especially the fish hook. Mm-hmm. And I thought Frazier looked uh, sympathetic. Yeah, you know, Buddy Roberts, not because of himself, mm-hmm. but Buddy Roberts was yeah. so good, so good. And also, I thought I was having an acid flashback when this match started. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if this happened to anybody else, but I'm watching on YouTube through my Roku on my high-definition TV, and the Freebirds were glowing. <laughs> Their boots, there was a glow. They had an aura. Literally, there was like a yellow glowing aura, but only around the Freebirds. And I'm, I'm, I'm going, boy, you know, you know, I've never had an acid flashback, but this might be it. Holy shit. Uh, <laughs> And if ever anyone deserved an acid flashback aura, it's the fabulous uh, fucking Freebird. Yeah. And New Champion, I love that shit. You know, well, you know Terry Gordy's hurt. No, he's not. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. Stupid yeah. baby faces. Stupid baby faces, yes. <laughs> if I'd been living down there at the time, uh, I would have needed a fucking bodyguard going to the matches because I'd just be fucking... Cheering the free words yeah. like I, I I don't understand well, how you could well, well, man, when he cut the when he cut the cheese with you. Oh, he'd be, well, he'd be down there with me. We'd be trying to hold. I mean, there was a few times we had to fucking like hold some people off, you know, just like hey, watch it. Yeah. But usually, you know, we were older than them. <laughs> but uh, down there, uh, I don't know. Right. <laughs> That's like yeah, you don't go to a Flyers game in Philly and cheer the other team. You just don't do it, you know. There's certain things you don't yeah. do, and uh, yeah. but down there, boy, I'd be like, oh, so who are my baby faces here? Uh, this Robert Fuller dude with his porn star mustache and <laughs> and his dumb hat and this Ted DiBiase guy who can't talk and is boring as fucking dry paint, and uh, and a giant hillbilly who looks like he stinks like fucking skunks and 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 children's tears, and uh, or these guys. <laughs> who come out to cool fucking music yeah. and are awesome. Do, do, do you want to know what else was happening on the on the cards around this time? Just so, just for a bit of context, a bit of in, bit of yeah, interest. Yeah, it'd be great. Like the stuff that I basically cut out. <laughs> um, well, that main event with Dusty. That main event with Dusty and Harley Race definitely sounded like a hot shot main event, and not what yeah. was in the territory. Yeah. No. I mean Harley, like the NWA kind of champ is in and out you know and i, I right. in fact was uh was flair champ at this time or was uh oh, harley. Still, uh, harley, st- st- still harley right um yeah. so uh yeah i mean the, the champ is kind of in and out of uh, uh georgia as he would be but um basically like bobby eaton is around as a really young worker um like he, he's he has a match with tommy rich uh, which is quite interesting to uh see like um he's i i, I want to see Eaton's really young yeah. though. Like he's yeah, he's like yeah. uh, right at the start, like pre pre midnights. Um, oh, then no, you get. I mean, he, he was still. in the midnights in '84. He looked freaking amazing. So uh, yeah, no, I, I mean, 
that's a really interesting match to watch, though. It's not bad. It's like, uh, it's like uh, I think, for the TV title. Bobby, Bobby Eaton with Coco Beware in before he ever was in the midnight were fucking amazing. So. And he was apparently working 90-minute matches with Randy Savage in uh, Kentucky in 1979. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'd like to see that. Yeah, those. <laughs> So one of the one of the main uh, kind of undercard heels at this time, in fact, he had the national title, uh, was the Mongolian Stomper, and he has a there's a lot of like Mongolian stamp Stomper versus Steve O matches around. Bret Hart, Bret Hart says he's the greatest Canadian yeah. wrestler. Archie. Of all time. So Archie, the uh, Mongo- Mongolian Stomper was around for years. Like he was a like yeah, he, he was, was already he was still working at Smoky Mountain wrestling when uh, when it came yeah. out. Yep. The, the Stomper, they just dropped the Mongolian part. Um, now Kevin Sullivan is around quite a lot, and he has matches with Steve Kern and Steve O and this sort of thing. Um, yeah, he, uh, uh, he he turns heel during this footage, if you know. Yeah, no, he, he yeah. Um, uh, yeah. And when we first start watching, he runs in to save the baby faces, and at yeah. some point where we're watching here, uh, he's uh, he turns he turns heel. Um, oh, I was wondering when he turns heel. Sato is around. There's a judo, a judo jacket match against Wrestling Two that takes place, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. which is like the culmination of that feud. Wonderful. And um, th- there's an- another person who's around. Is uh, oh yeah, Tony Atlas comes in and has a little yeah. feud with Oli. That Anderson. was it. Was Dusty and Tony Atlas? Yeah, yeah. it was Tony Atlas. T- Tony Atlas comes in and uh, he's basically having matches with Oli and Harley race here and there, you know. Um, and I think he works a, a works a program with Ole Anderson. Uh, Andre comes he in stick, for... I, I, he sticks around. I know Atlas sticks around. Yeah, yeah no, he was in Georgia off and on for years and years. He, yeah, no, he, he would seem pretty established in some of the... Because uh, didn't he come in yeah. and make the save? I, uh, I think Georgia for, was the first territory where he became a star as the, yeah. the Black Atlas. No, really yeah. interesting. There's a very young Butch Reed uh and he, Butch Reed has a match with uh, Bobby Garrett taking on the Freebirds around this time. Which, uh, hey, Bobby Garrett. Uh, <laughs> so, so, <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know, like, uh, I don't know where, the, like, because Butch Reed would seem pretty young in 1981 to, to me. Like, he would have been. Uh, and there's. Um, he there's a, his first push in St. Louis around that time, I bet. Yeah. And uh, well, it, like in the stuff I've seen from two years later, they're, call, they're still calling him Bruce Reed. Well, yeah, well, whatever. I mean, yeah. does that matter? And uh, Ro- Robert Robert uh, Gibson. No, well, I'm just saying that he's not yet like he's not yet the Butch Reed, you know, oh, yeah, fully yeah, fledged yeah, character. Yeah, right, right. Um, and there's also uh, Robert Gibson's around on the undercard as well. He has matches here and there. I, uh, so that that's basically what's going on. And Flair, oh, Flair pops in as well uh, mm-hmm. now and then. So. Uh, yeah, and Duggan is an undercard worker, so that's oh, really? kind of. Uh, oh yeah, and Bruiser Brody is in and out uh, here and there as well. So yeah, one of the house show matches is Big Jim Duggan versus Brad Armstrong. Yeah, and uh, Buck Duggan Ro- was in New York around the same. Oh no, yeah, it was around the same time. Um, he was doing jobs. In, in yeah, yeah. In. Now I don't know if he takes over the book, but Buck Robley uh, crops up in '81 as well. I I've got wait, a feeling mean, that Buck. Wait, wait. You mean that? Uh, I'll be right back uh, after I'm upstairs for a second, but do you mean that scientific wrestler? <laughs> Buck Robley. Buck Robley? Oh, that did. was funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, um, but Ro- Robley is, uh, 
um, I think takes over from Fuller as the as the Booker in the in okay. the second half of eighty one. I think you're right, yeah, because they were. I wouldn't be surprised because it seems like Fuller's gone when they bring JYD in, yeah. and if they're recreating the Freebird yeah. angle, which uh, yeah. but Robley was JYD's tag partner. Yeah. And yeah. on a Legends of Wrestling show, Michael Hayes said that Buck Ropley and Mike and, and Mr. and Judge Moore John, yeah, JYD were one of the most underrated tag teams of all time. Personally, yeah. I, I don't see it. I mean, they drew money with the birds. That's fine. I'll, I'll give you that. I just can't imagine them being that great. But, well, well, yeah. basically, uh, after this, uh, like, Fraser's done after this match, basically. Uh, mm-hmm. he, okay. He's done in the territory, and I believe Fuller is done, too. Yeah. Um, so that this is why the this is why the angle transitions because they bring they yeah. basically bring him. Um, I be, also believe Bill Watts uh, is involved as well. Like they basically kind of this is why there's more like mid south crossover because they. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Bar- Barnett brings in because they're they're struggling so they're trying to pop the they're yeah. trying to get the territory hot so there's a change yeah. of direction. If I stay with you, segue right there because now we have the junkyard dog coming in um other than a brief thing with fuller's car a little bit later uh fuller yeah is is gone um jyd basically replaces him in the angle as ted's partner yeah yeah uh fraser is gone so now yeah we've tra- uh, transitioned to the junkyard dog coming in and, and it makes his first appearance or well i'm assuming it was maybe his first appearance one of his first appearances in the TBS studio, uh, where he's talking about his past with the Freebirds, and as we know, in 1980, in Mid South, you know, one of the most legendary feuds of any territory was uh, Junkyard Dog versus the Freebirds, which culminated in a big match at the Superdome in a cage, dog collar, JYD against uh, Michael Hayes. It was a blinding based, or it, it, uh, the feud uh, was based on a blinding angle where Junkyard Dog was blinded by the Freebird's hair cream. And before I was watching this footage, I thought that footage did not exist for mm. whatever reason. So one of the great surprises I've had watching wrestling in recent times was just a few weeks ago watching this footage where suddenly I realized, hey, I'm watching this I'm watching the blinding angle footage, um, which I, yeah, I totally thought didn't exist. So JYD comes into the studio, and he basically is talking to Gordon, and he shows this footage, you know, Bro, to show J- his past. Yeah. J- JYD, JYD was ahead of his time. Your yeah. tape trader. He ahead of his time. Same tape. I'm bringing tape, you tape. some tapes from Mid-South. I just want to do a, do you want to, I want to do a quick interruption here. Follow us on Twitter at Titans Wrestling. Mm. And if you guys look right now, we just got a uh, tweet from uh, Travis Heckle. Uh, 
of Robert Fuller right now posing in a Speedo. <laughs> Obscene. Wow. You're a sick man, Travis. <laughs> dare you guys to look at this thing. This thing is hideous. Oh, I'm going to. Is Tony Gurria jerking off in the corner? You, you know you know what religion Robert Fuller is right now. You know why he's the stud. Yeah. <laughs> Thank okay, you, sorry. That interruption, um, oh my God. He's actually Jewish. They had to cut <laughs> off. I was thinking. They actually they had to cut off some of it just <laughs> so he could fit out of his mother. <laughs> oh gosh. I thought we oh, give I thought I'd give our boy Travis a shout out because this is just so disgusting. I will have to check that out later. <laughs> Unreal. So, yes, we have JYD with the footage tape trading. Ah. Yes, Johnny? No, I'm laughing. The, oh. the, the, the dressing room's been ramshacked. <laughs> I quite like that use of language <laughs> by him. <laughs> JYD's commentary over this footage is just amazing. Um, all over the place rambling. <laughs> um, off. And Paul Ondorf don't know that someone's missing, but we gonna get to that in just a little bit here. <laughs> uh, Marty, do you want to uh, give this a go? Uh, trying to make some sense of J.Y. I don't think I actually took notes on this match. Oh, okay. Hold on. Did I? I did. I did. It's J-Y-P. kind of a gray area. I'm not sure if it counts as a match or if it counts as a... No, no, it's a black role. area. It's a black area. It's a black and you just area. didn't understand because he's, he's a very white. He's white from the suburbs. <laughs> okay, uh, Johnny, you want to, uh, you want to have my baby girl? Up? I was blind. I didn't see the birth of my baby girl. This book <laughs> over there, a very scientific man, a very scientific wrestler, Gordon. Uh, <laughs> and Gordon solely explained. Okay, well, okay. They, so they show again, Kelly. I was flipping uh, because. Yeah. Uh, I hadn't, like, I guess you, you might have mentioned it in a previous convo on Facebook. I didn't know we were going to see this. And I was the same way. I'm like, wait, what? What? <laughs> we're seeing this shit? I mean, okay. I mean, I wish we had the match between him and Hayes, but. Yeah. Holy shit. I'm like, wow, this is legend. I mean, this is. We were, we were chatting off the air before about legendary stuff and then yeah. you know last show we were talking about legendary stuff that you you're never gonna see like the last battle of atlanta yeah and this is was kind of one of those things i was like and boom here it is because jyd you know made sure he had one of those vtrs <laughs> uh, <laughs> and he brought his tape <laughs> i brought my tape he's said to the studios and we got to see it and we're like holy shit and apparently Paul Orndorff had the cream originally for some reason and the, they couldn't find it and the Freebirds had it and it was a, a you know it could have been an accident or it couldn't have but they blinded the yeah. junker and it was just as awesome as legend had <laughs> led up to yeah. fucking awesome yeah and uh but Gordon trying to explain the cream uh because JYD and Gordon explained exactly what this is to the TVS audience. There was a mixture of Nair, you know, with the ladies, 
put on the legs like Michelle does. Oh. <laughs> uh, and and some of this razor burn bump cream that I've never heard of in my life. I've had a, gr- a beard, you know, since I was seventeen. Never. I need some of that because I need to be smooth like a baby's head. And uh, <laughs> and uh, and finally, Gordon looks at the camera and goes, "Yeah, uh, depilatory, if you will." And I'm like, really? You think the audience, this audience on the superstation knows what the fucking depilatory is? Yeah. Hey, Martha. Gordon just said they rubbed a depilatory in the junkyard dog's face, man. That's terrible. (laughs) Uh, Depilatory, if you will. And uh, yeah, then then the footage, they just fucking, wow, we finally got to see it. (laughs) That was uh, one of the highlights. Totally, out of nowhere. Mm. Uh, yeah, Buck you always Robley, hear about Buck, that. Uh... Watching the thing go, Buck Robley stumbling and bumbling around while Jack Gary Doug goes, I don't know, Buck Robley, you know, a very scientific wrestler. <laughs> that was normally. Yeah, I was <laughs> okay. What, 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 so, what sort of perverted science is this? <laughs> well, did, wait. That's, like I... the science, that's, like, that's the kind of science Dr. Mengele was performing. <laughs> it's that science. Here's the bit of this angle that really interests me. Why? Why did there have to be Paul Orndorff's hair removal cream? Like, why? Like, it's there's such a random little detail in there. Like, it's kind of like you know, it was Watts. It, it was Watts, and I'm sure it all made sense. Yeah. It was like Orndorff. No, no, it was like Orndorff was having like a haircut match or something. That so he was like he had a hair. Match, so he had this hair removal no, cream because no, it became quote unquote freebird hair removal cream mm-hmm. as a gimmick that they took everywhere, you know, that they invented it. But apparently, we found out that Paul Orndorff did with his little <laughs> gimpy arm and mixed it up. And... Um, the, 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 the other thing about this was. <laughs> Was um, we got the latest situation, so we've had uh, Michelle Hayes all the way through the show, but now JWD's turned it up to Mrs. Hayes. Mrs. Hayes. That's the, that's the... And, and, and confused Gordon. <laughs> I, I didn't realize my guy here, Mrs. Hayes. Mrs. Hayes, Gordon. <laughs> oh. So, a, a married woman, basically. <laughs> uh, are you talking about his mother? <laughs> my favorite part of the legend on that angle is he always hears a story about how JYD selling being blind and then some Didn't fan see. pulls a yeah. gun yes. out Hayes and oh. goes I got you dog I got your back yeah. dog yeah. Yeah, he jumped into the ring with a gun and yeah. yeah and it was pretty touch and go I think for a while and yeah. yeah, it could have been really bad. I think it was um, a loaded gun, yeah. And here's another You know what? So every time some asshole, you know, who's like 20 years old on the internet goes, you know what we need? A return to the old days. No, you know, maybe <laughs> no, we don't. We don't, need, we don't need drunk hillbillies jumping in with fucking guns uh, into the ring. I'm sorry. <laughs> Yeah, another side note on Buck Robley. A couple years ago, I went to a Comic-Con, and Punk was one of the guests. And uh, there was a Q&A, and some guy asked him, 
about uh, one of his favorite wrestlers. And you gotta remind you, all these kids were in line wearing the newest punk t-shirt, and it was like this fucking uh, yellow punk shirt. And he goes, one of my favorite wrestlers is is, is uh, uh, Colonel Fuck Robley uh, growing up. Not growing up, but he said that. He goes, I used to wear like this ugly, ugly, this nasty, ugly yellow shirt. Like, who would want to wear an ugly yellow shirt? And all these kids are wearing punk yellow shirts and stuff. I thought it was Fucking classic. Me and my friend are just cracking up. Twenty-eight. Look at all the and, and punk saw uh, the yellow shirt on uh, yeah. the, the mid south set. So bringing it all home. <laughs> what up? Did uh, okay. did you enjoy uh, when uh, when we go when we get back to the Georgia studio? Have we got have we got to this bit? Mm-hmm. I'll let you get on, Kelly. Maybe we're getting there. Uh, which, when the Freebirds come when, out? When the Freebirds basically come and attack JYD. Yeah. While oh, no, 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 before that was the video with Hayes in the car. Yeah. Oh, oh, right, okay. I haven't any of this. No, no, it wasn't, was it? Uh, I have JYD <laughs> getting, let's see, Freebirds. Yeah, no. Freebirds, JYD confrontation. Yeah. yeah. Confrontation. But, in really, yeah. Yeah, this was, this was hilarious because of Sony's reaction. No, sir, we will not have that here. We will uh, not have it here. Well, well, what? In a you're in a wrestling really? ring? Is <laughs> in a wrestling that. studio? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, this happens. This happens right here because JYD is just wrapping up the uh, thing, and then yeah. uh, Hayes yeah. Hayes uh, comes in. Yeah. So wasn't, then, yeah. Wasn't this the segment where Soli said that Junkyard Dog was one of the like smartest men in wrestling history? He was the smartest man. In wrestling. Yeah, no, because JYD runs it. JYD tries to like run himself down a little bit, and uh, so 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 he likes yeah. you know covers to say that actually no, no. he's quite smart. Yeah, he uh, Soli Soli's like Sean Connery in that movie with the black kid reading and stuff. No, no, you're no, you're smart. <laughs> By finding, finding Forrester, finding, finding yeah. Ritter, finding Ritter, Ritter. <laughs> finding Sylvester, finding Sylvester, old suffering Golden. <laughs> See, I had my notes, and I'm just gonna jump in. I had my notes say that the Hayes video was before uh when michael hayes calls him boy <laughs> yeah, yeah no, no there, there's a there's a there's a yeah there's oh, yeah. another confrontation johnny it's you know what it's a free bird fantasia uh exactly. and, and it's all blends together it's I feel... when it's all together it's hard because there are all these angles and interviews and they all blend. yes yes there are a lot when but... there's not any like really long matches we're just and I, like, and I, like highlights I, in here and there i i have never Watch so much of the same guys in a row talking. <laughs> I know. That never was getting tired of. I remember, I'm like, oh, this could go on for another two hours. I don't give a shit. This is I want to hear Michael Hayes for another two fucking hours. I just want to look at Michael Hayes' hair for another two hours. Yeah. You tell me about it. So, so, so we get to the car now. Yeah, Johnny, do you want to do this one? Too? Uh, you know what? He, okay, he, he, he's in a field. He's with the car, the the Lincoln, Lincoln Continental, and he, he cuts the, the asshole promo that he's got the car. Whatever. The important thing is he gets in and drives away with it. <laughs> and as he's driving away, 
Freebird is playing. You know, as he drives away slowly, and I'm like, that is the greatest fucking thing ever. I'm, I'm like, I'm gonna do that from now on. I'm just. But <laughs> arrive anywhere in my work truck slowly. But, oh, so but, by the way, I got I, I have to. I have to tell this real quick. At work today, we had a big work meeting, and uh, apparently, and I've known this, uh, all all of the other uh, offices in the northwest and, and stretching out of our place, because we all have company vehicles. Everyone gets a personalized license plate with, and you had, but you had to pick out some sort of pun on the exterminating business. We don't have them, but everyone's got stuff like dead bug or this, that. And today we were asked on the spot during our monthly meeting to all come up with something. And only like three of us are actually kind of witty on our feet, <laughs> you know, but so it was kind of rubbed. People were like, I want to be this and I want to be this. And I'm going, and I'm like, and I'm drinking my coffee at seven thirty in the morning. I'm like, I, I, I don't want something stupid. And I'm like, uh, and I go, but what can I go? And I suddenly, I thought about it. I'm like, I got it. So, uh, my new license plate, whenever I arrive anywhere, is going to be super fly. Because so, <laughs> there's a bug connotation to it. I said, how about super fly? And they're like, you're super fly. But it has to be S-U-P-A-F-L-Y. So I'm the super fly. Works on multiple levels. I know. I know. I kill things and get away with it. So, bravo yeah. to me. Okay, home stretch time. Um, we're into pretty March much. <laughs> I, 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 I just want to mention about this uh, about this uh, uh, promo that uh, Hayes cut from inside the car. Uh, yet again, notable for hitting all of the key plot plot, uh, plot points. So let's just say you were tuning in to this particular episode right. in TBS. You got that Fuller and Fraser were teaming up. You got that he got his car. You got the DBRC got involved. You got the lately DBRCs being tagging with JYD. We own Georgia, so he he basically hit, still hits all the pop points, which is really important, I think, as a as a key skill of his. Yep, good point. Um, we have Hayes cutting a racist promo on JYD, where he called him a boy. Boy. Boy with a capital B. 
Boy with a capital B. Yeah, that is pretty much standard for the time uh, when you got a black wrestler involved. Pretty much. Yeah, it, it was like if you didn't really, you know, you were you you were never gonna have anyone you know drop the end bomb. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. Or or even like spook, you know, or you know, or, or nothing, or you know, hey tar baby, you know nothing. Yeah. You know, hey, words, words your great grandfather would say in the south. Exactly. But boy, boy was one of those ones where you're like, oh, it's 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 mm-hmm. it's enough to work because because sometimes they would like, he'd be like, hey Brad Armstrong, listen, let me tell you, boy. But you say boy and a black guy, and it's like, oh, that's rough. And, and, and sure enough, Junkyard Dog comes out and slaps the taste. Out of his fucking mouth. Like, his first shot is like, he doesn't punch. It's a slap. Like, pat. You're like, fuck you. And they pull yeah. him away. I'm like, yeah, that's awesome. And JYD so think... was, was awesome at this point, I think we have to say. Um, mm. Great oh, presence. Did. Great charisma. Great talker. You can see why he was just money um, in the in Mid-South and uh, other territories at that time. And he was he was protected booking wise. I mean, very rarely. Well, yeah. And when he did single matches, they put him up there with the top of the cream of the crop workers, like the Deviazis, the Butcheries, etc. But he was yeah, usually he was good they enough. Usually set he him was, up, yeah, he was good enough. Yeah, I mean, they usually set him up in like a tag team situation where he's eating, getting a hot tag and stuff like that. You know, this was before the drugs totally destroyed him, and he was just, you know, visibly out of it during. Yeah, that's another one though. I mean, it's like. In the history of entertainment, how many fat cokeheads have you fucking ever seen? Like Junkyard Dog, John Belushi, and 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 uh, Chris Farley. Chris Farley. It, you know, guys who do coke and and get fatter. It, it, yeah. It's very odd. It doesn't happen, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're just gonna differ on those opinions. I don't. I never. I've never been a big JYD fan as a worker. I always Ooh. thought. I, I thought he could have good matches with good workers, but I never thought he was a good worker. But he drew a lot of money. Drew yeah. a lot of money. Yeah. No, well, I yes, love that's, JYD. That's a, yeah, I love JYD too. Uh, he it, it gets in his WWF years. Yeah, it it is like the fat Elvis years for JYD. No, the initial no, but those initial like '84 into '85, he was awesome in WWF. And then, boom, the fat cliff happened. I, I, I have to say, one of my all-time favorite matches, Mid-South, uh, Midnight Express versus Bill oh, Watts and Stagger Lee. I oh, fucking yeah, yeah. love that match. Yeah. I love that match. But talk about working around the limitations of talk about working around the limitations of workers there. That's an interesting one to analyze. Sure. Yeah, no, it makes you wonder how good a worker uh, Bill Watts really was. Well, I think mm. Watts pulled his hamstring or his groin yeah, in the first minutes of the match. And he had to... We also <laughs> had Bobby fucking eating and just yeah, bumping great. around yeah. like they were getting hit by King Kong. It was yeah. fucking awesome. Yeah, that's, that's what. what... No, but I mean, if, if that was fucking, you know. Okay, uh, Buck Robley. It was like, yeah, it wouldn't make. No one gives a shit, really. Mm. JYD was. JYD. It was, it was awesome. Yeah, one of my favorite matches, though. Yeah. So, here we go. 
pretty much what we've been building to is this match. Uh, TV, Freebirds versus JYD and Ted DiBiase. Um, speaking of cool tunes, another one bites the dust. Larry. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, that is a good. That's that's when you can determine when JYD sucked, Uh, (laughs) because in WWF, at first he got they they still used what I call real music. Yeah. Yeah. And then when they went to when JYD went from yeah yeah another one bites the fucking dust, which was so much a part of his aura. Great presentation, yeah. And you're like, okay, this motherfucker with a chain is coming down to kick yeah. someone's ass. It's a, oh, grab them cakes. <laughs> like, what? Grab I don't even know what that means. I'm like, <laughs> what, do, you, do you want pastries? Do you want my ass? <laughs> I mean. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. But no, this is, yeah. I love Another One Bites the Dust with JYD coming out. It's, it's one of my favorite entrances. So here we go. Big match here. Big angle at the end. Uh, Marty, break this one down. All right. De- so I definitely heard that they said that Ted DiBiase was from Oklahoma, Nebraska. But did they also say he was 200 funky pounds? Or was Fun- I mishearing that? <laughs> <laughs> You're high. JYD should have been 300 pounds. Omaha, Omaha Nebraska, Omaha. and 200 200- pounds. Wait, 265 pounds from Parv's dreams. Ted DiBiase. <laughs> <laughs> they definitely said Oklahoma, Nebraska. <laughs> 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 Anyways. That's, that's where he makes his seasonal residence. <laughs> in the summer or the winter <laughs> carry on Martin sorry TV uh, no <laughs> baby face shine uh, head scissors um, Gordy slams TV slams Gordy JYD time we get uh, the the Bob Backlund style uh, headlock wrenches on Gordy. Uh, a lot of very quick tags between the baby faces, DBRC and Junkyard Dog. Uh, excuse me. Roberts uh, comes in, gets the double atomic drop from JYD and Ted DBRC. Excuse me again. T- uh, DBRC uh, gets cross body for two. One fan really likes Buddy Roberts. Like, everybody else is rooting for the baby faces, but there's this one guy just like, come on, buddy, let's go, buddy, come on, buddy, to the point where yeah. it's kind of annoying. Wait, was that a girl? I thought it was a female fan. Oh, come I on, buddy, was... come on. Yeah, yeah. And I thought it was just like a 12-year-old boy. At one point, at one point, it was, come on, buddy, give him a thump. <laughs> So he's Johnny. Yeah, it was his rat. Yeah. <laughs> but did, did, did you hear what uh, she said? Come on, buddy, give him a thump. I thought that was, was quite a smart rat. <laughs> no, Junkyard Dog's move was called the thump, so she's like... Give him so a thump, buddy, yeah, but very so smart. It's buddy, so it's Buddy Roberts' rat who uh, is, 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 is like, you give that Negro a, what, his move, you glorious example of whiteness. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna break my, my, uh, honey, I'm gonna break my hips, spreading my legs for you, buddy. 
<laughs> you give him a thumb. <laughs> so, uh, maybe I... my ass later in the hotel. <laughs> Sunshine's the audience for Buddy Robert. Now, Sunshine's, Sunshine's giving blowjobs on a truck stop somewhere. <laughs> Working yeah. their way up. Yeah. Exactly. That's how she got into the business. You know, Gary Hart pulled over in a truck stop in Amarillo. Oh, God. Date. Date. <laughs> Whatever. You like wrestling? DiBiase and JYD continue uh, until Terry Gordy goes for a uh, pile driver. And Gordon Soli says, no, we got to go to break. But when we come back, Gordon does uh, tell us that Ted DiBiase successfully blocked the pile driver. Um, but at the time, uh, Junkyard Dog is now taking heat, uh, swinging that breaker onto him, choking JYD. But uh, JYD Lariat, can he make it? DiBiase comes in, drop kick. JYD sends Gordy packing. DiBiase powers him, only gets two. Hayes opens the ropes, and out goes DiBiase. Gordy, pile driver onto the floor. Is he going to get the count out finish? I actually bought into it, but he didn't. DiBiase rolls back in. Gordy, pile driver two. Uh, Soli is shocked. Third pile driver two. Oh my God, this is inhumane. Fourth pile driver still only two. Will somebody come in and throw in the towel? Tommy Rich comes out and throws in the towel, and he just explodes on Buddy Robert. And then uh, Ted DiBiase. Oh, this is when Gordon Soli said, "Don't fucking move his neck." I think I yeah. said that. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 So Gordon Soli screams, "Don't move his neck!" And then yeah. we get the really solemn Gordon Soli uh, as they cart him out on the stretcher. He's Soli last really made that angle. Yeah, Soli really <laughs> made the angle. Oh, Parv, I have to everything. apologize to you because uh, earlier in the show. After Frazier got dropped on his head, he was bleeding from the top of his head. So apparently, pile drivers do hurt. The top of his head. <laughs> oh, uh, at least somewhat. Like a dick. You have to be 500 pounds for it to cause any issues to the top exactly. of your head. Exactly. That's just to get a nick like you get when you're shaving. But I, there, I, I, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. It's only taken 30 shows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you're 400 pounds and stink like failure. Uh, and are triple pile drive by the coolest guys in the room, uh, you'll get a little blood from the top of your head. So, <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, Pete, your thoughts on this one? Yeah. Soli makes this segment by the don't touch him and all this stuff. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, Tommy Rich with the run-in, he just t- just walks just with Chris, just oozing off of him as he Runs in for the save to save that schmuck Diviazzi. He should have just stayed down after one pile driver. I'm just kidding. This is a killer angle. Um, yeah. uh, it's really good. And then uh, we don't really get the chance to see it, but I guess Diviazzi bit on a condom uh, for blood in this thing um, to show that he had like internal injuries and stuff. So uh, yeah, really good stuff, man. Really killer angle. Really memorable. Mm-hmm. Sure. Your boy yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> this is main event anywhere in the country, Jess, is the first thing I wrote down. This was a really big match to put on TV, wasn't it? I mean, 
like, I mean, obviously they're doing it to get over this angle, but mm-hmm. it's like, uh, if you're a fan at this time, you're like, hold on now, JYD and DBRC taking on the Freebirds on TV? Uh, there must be something big happening. Um, because, uh, I mean, that's the thing with Georgia, right? Nothing, like, you don't get a big match well, on yeah, TV. you're in a there. cynical douchebag otherwise you'd think that maybe you know oh yeah they're gonna give us this great match yeah they're gonna give us a match on tv i I don't think anyone was gonna i mean i know what you mean you know we're watching it now you're like okay what's gonna happen here (laughs) but uh no but like uh, even 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 back in the day you oh you like i I remember watching uh the wf like i always get a sense of stuff hold on something's happening here wwf was was so bad there was no (laughs) No yeah. good matches on TV. Georgia and Florida and then uh, Memphis. I mean, they, they at least you do every every Crockett every now and then you get one. You know, yeah. WWF if you got one, you were like you knew immediately something. something. Yeah. Um, Hogan's wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> oh, listen, listen. Hogan against Rusty Brooks. You know, who was dressed up like Dusty Rhodes. Yeah. Which was, Something's happening here. Yeah. Um, I did, uh, I loved, uh, I mean, so I'll talk about Gordon doing the angle in a second, but Michael Hayes becoming an absolute study in frustration. Excellent call. Uh, uh, one of Soli's, uh, great uh, phrases. Michael <laughs> Hayes, absolute study in frustration. Um, I thought JYD actually looked pretty good here, um, for what it's worth. I mean, yeah, he's never, he was never a great worker, but, you know, he could do a Russian leg sweep. <laughs> Uh, which we which we see several times. Um, could and, could, could uh, no, he hold? Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Could he hold a crowd in the palm of his hand? Yes, yes, he could. Then he's a great worker. That's it. Sorry. I mean, I'm not. I am not. I'm not willing to say that Jay. What you're working? If you're working in the ring. Your point yeah. is to get a reaction from the crowd. I'm not. That I'm not willing. I'm not willing to say that JYD was a great. Work. I mean, so Crusher and fucking Dick the Bruiser had the crowd eating out of their hands yes, as well. They, they were fucking workers. awful. No, I will. Yeah, I won't. I won't ever uh, say that JYD was a great worker, but yeah, he he was he was effective in this match. Yeah. And um, Ted looked really good. I thought this was probably the, the 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 best Ted that we saw in the actual match itself. I do have a small bit of analysis though. Uh, actual criticism is that the faces did seem to let uh, Roberts and Gordy tag at will. They did. I mean, they, they were they were on top for a lot of this match, but they didn't cut the ring off, which struck me as poor poor tactics. Yeah. All Terry Gordy had to do was stretch, and he could have yeah. tagged Dibiase. Poor tactics, I thought. <laughs> but then, pile driver on the concrete. Uh, you don't see guys getting pile driven outside very often at all. Um, uh, so that you know, and this is one of the this is one of the kind of big angles um, of all of all time, especially for Georgia. If you if you go and have a look at like Georgia fans talking about um, you know what the most memorable things were uh, that they remember from the territory. This is the this is the angle they often point to. Um, Soli, he's hemorrhaging. Don't move him. Um, I think that like you're right, Pete. Soli really kind of does such a terrific sell job on on this. You know. Hey, I'm gonna, do, I'm gonna, I'm gonna interrupt you real quick. 
Now, I know you weren't a fan of Sully on commentary, but now in the studio settings, will you admit that he might have been misjudging him a little or, or not fairly critiquing him not his Oh, no, it's totally it's absolutely terrific in yeah, this setting. Was, I mean, with Johnny and you guys, I mean, he was great on the Continental oh. footage. Yeah, no, I think Soli needs to be clued into what's going on, though. He's not very good, like, on a one-off show or whatever. But yeah. here, in his element, I think. But he's so good at... He he completely makes this angle, though. You're, you're, you're right. Because just the gravity... Because it seems so real. Like, it does... I mean, the, the, the uh, Soli's acting, basically, makes it seem like this is a legit uh, injury. And then he's so grave... Um, in the audience, he has so much. You have so much. You have so much credibility that people believe in. Yep. You know. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, you don't believe that, in Michael Cole and those guys. You know. Well, yeah. That's what, animals, he and Lance, know. that's what he and Lance Russell have in. in um, yeah. Is, um, you know, you, if they're saying it, you know, you're believing it. Yeah. I have to say that you have to. You also have to give it to, to Ted here for taking four pile drivers oh. in a row, and really? maybe well. Maybe what? it took. Not real Really? Are you really insinuating that he was literally dropped on his head uh, four times and kicked out? Um, well, I mean, considering that, consider, considering that Ted uh, ed- ended his uh, ended his career. Uh, hold on. He uh, oh, yeah. he. He ended his career in '93 with a neck injury, and uh, oh, surely these, surely these, no, surely no, these no, pile drivers didn't hurt. He was very. I mean, Terry Gordy gives a very good-looking pile driver. He also gave him a very safe pile driver. And at he no took, point did Teddy. <laughs> he took four. He took four pile drivers in a row. I, I, I will remind you, this move is banned these days. It's it's not like I mean he did and Fraser we saw on the footage himself got injured here. So it is it's not like how about taking. This? Well, how about, okay, let's compromise. Barbara. I want to give Ted credit for having the guts to take a work pile driver. <laughs> Yeah, but for, four of them in a like well, dropped on his head who, like all Japan style. Who, who else have you ever seen take four pile drivers in a row? One of which is on the concrete. It's quite a kind of like you know he, there is some risk involved. Never touched the concrete. Yeah. Or how about this one? How about this one? That's pretty impressive of Ted to have faith that Terry Gordy wasn't going to hurt him by dropping him on his head. <laughs> no one actually that's not bad. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I'll give you that, yeah. It, 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 like, I have faith that Terry Gordy is good. This is not going to hurt whatsoever. going to protect me. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I no, think just... it. <laughs> it's still real, Par, damn it. It's still real. <laughs> Too personal. That, that undercard match wasn't real, but you man, taking <laughs> You have to give it to him for going upside down. Letting his hair take the fucking hit.
Let's uh, come on, Kelly. Let's uh, let's get to the hospital here. Okay, Johnny. Any thoughts on on this one? No, no. Everything was said here. Everything then we uh, yeah. uh, the birds versus uh, Tommy Rich who uh, comes in to team with JYD and inject right. personality into the baby yeah. face side. Uh, Lots of money. All money. Because yeah. Ted's in the hospital. And- now we need a uh, placement to continue. Yeah, it's part of me. I'm just not like I normally am. Uh, <laughs> and Tommy yeah. Ridge being there. No wonder they end up feuding. Because Tommy Ridge is like, man, I'm here, Teddy, to, you know, make this exciting. And uh, <laughs> and I'm going to sit here by your, by your bedside and tell everybody. Just how I'm gonna avenge you, you boring son of a bitch. Because <laughs> everyone loves me, Tommy Rich. That's why Parr fucking hates Tommy Rich. Right here. You didn't even know it. You didn't know you're like oh. I I'm getting legit pissed off here. This is one of the most exceptional sell jobs in the history of wrestling and you guys are no selling it. No, like no. motherfuckers here. I mean, well, you know, it was a great sell job, you know. I mean really it is. Because it is. most well, most people who do the neck injury thing will will turn their neck. <laughs> you know, and he Not even says, like, you know, no, no, here's the thing, though. He said, he goes, uh, I'm, I'm on some painkillers. I remember reading, he, he, because to keep it legit, in the hospital, they, they fucked with the, because it was still kayfabe. Yeah. And then he really said, my neck really hurts, and it didn't. But they no, put he... him in the hospital, and he asked yeah. for painkillers. He stayed in bed for like two, three days just watching TV, just in the hospital. Yeah, nothing yeah, nothing yeah, wrong yeah, with him at all. Because they were giving them for free. They, <laughs> that, that's the best thing to do. That's why Tommy Rich came to visit him. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Hey, uh, Daddy, you know. Hey, Daddy, man, you want to call that there nurse there? Something right here, you know, buddy. Yeah. There's a lot of mythology. Yeah, I need drug problems. Multiple drug problems are being addressed here. No, this is a great segment. Ted DiBiase has stated that that he did do that. He was either this one or one of them, that because they were kayfabe and put him in the hospital, that he took advantage of it and got free painkillers for a while and got all fucked up, which I think is brilliant. I mean, that's fantastic. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, this was a great segment because Ted sold this like he was near death, basically. You know, you could... He yeah, except, you know what? He kicked out. <laughs> yeah, I know. that's true. He kicked he kicked out now see here's the thing I don't have a problem with that but any I mean nowadays everyone's like well it should have been like the old times when the power driver mentioned <laughs> really would it be the time that Ted DiBiase got dropped his head on the concrete then three times uh, in the ring and still kicked out and then had to have the towel thrown in uh, that time yeah, there was a match last week when we were reviewing. Terry Funk, like, dropped a pile, drove a jobber, and the jabroni kicked out. Yeah. Yeah. You know what mm. the funniest part of the whole segment was, though? Was, so after Ted DiBiase finished 
speaking, Tommy Rich lingered with the microphone, and Ted DiBiase was like, I got nothing left to say. Yeah. <laughs> you sure? You sure you got nothing left to say? Because here I am stealing your thunder, son. That was, that was here a- I, am, I am here to avenge you and bring the ratings back up. You are my Stan Frazier. <laughs> yeah. the, He's the hot the, tag to wildfire. You, you just take out the wildfire hair. Just like, you know, first, you know, first they came for Frazier and you stood up. Then they got you. And now it's time for Georgia's favorite son, Wildfire Tommy Rich. Woo! Yeah. Uh, yeah, I stole your world title run. I stole your world title run. I steal everything from That's... Rich also gives us the third iteration of the Michelle. He calls him Mike Michelle the Sissy Hayes. This is is the the third iteration of that. But I did... Marv, why don't you explain, you know, this last segment in the hospital? Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, well, well I mean, we, we, we basically covered it, but there, there's a lot of uh, mythology around this particular uh, angle in general. Like, I mean, if you go, Why, did, if you, did, did, Thor, did Thor show up? I mean, uh, well, I mean, that I mean, the, the people uh, I've seen on the message board have reported like being in tears watching this as a ten-year-old, legitimately uh, thinking like. That. Yeah, like um, totally that, uh, they, they apparently they had to shut the switchboard down of the hospital because they had so that. many people calling yeah, them, that. and the Freebirds received death threats um, oh, about this that. because, so I mean they they sold this so well that they they you know, gen- genuinely like the Freebirds were scared for their lives and people like you know, like Ted got lots and lots of cards and things like people really thought he was hurt here. <laughs> and the fact that there was nothing wrong with him, um, you know, makes it one of the one of the more kind of special angles uh, in Georgia yeah, history, which is why we did that everywhere. <laughs> yeah, but well, I mean, this this Andy, is this Andy is Co- Andy Kaufman spent a week in the hospital. In the yeah, week. but now it's right. Right, but I mean, this this is I mean, this is one of the angles that people talk about. It's one right. of the. It's one of the top angles of, uh, of of Georgia TV, and this uh, it's why we we. Yeah. One of my main notes is if I saw this as a kid, I would have believed 100 percent that this was. If I had seen this as a kid, I would have been cheering the Freebirds. <laughs> Maybe if I was 12, 13. If I was eight, I would have been still on Ted's side. I think. Mm. <laughs> Maybe not you, Johnny. Dude, the Freebirds were so cool. I don't know how you couldn't want, like, like even as a kid, you'd be just like, well, obviously that boring guy with the dumb hair deserved this somehow or another, you know. I'm with Johnny. <laughs> Michael Hayes is like the coolest dude ever. Yeah, I think still if I was eight. Or See, nine, I'm in so. touch. I'm in touch with the youth. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've seen multiple people say they were they were they were crying. Kids were crying at this angle. So I mean, oh, I'll, I'm yeah. sure. I'm sure. And I'm sure all of them are are very well adjusted human beings on the internet talking about how they were crying about that. It's, it's... <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. it played very very real. No, it was good. I mean, yeah. you see. For some reason, I mean, I thought it was really well done. I mean, I've seen the angle before, but I, I I've always thought there's I don't know. It's good, and I think maybe I think it would play better if it happened like maybe in an like with a 
with more uh, more of a live atmosphere, like in an arena show, maybe. Mm. I don't know. For the angle? Well, yeah, it might have got uh, lost. Got, uh, uh, you got it. Yeah, because yeah, it's totally would have been able to do his thing. Yeah, and it was on yeah. TV. You, got, and, yeah, you, you know, you get the widest possible audience. To yeah. See, uh, you get the big angle. So, yeah. Anyway. It it's fantastic. I mean, I'm goofing around, you know, but it's fantastic. It was yeah. totally. Major angle. Leaves us with a total cliffhanger. Sort of like, Which they uh, did over and over and over. As they're redoing, because Junkyard Dog gets some cream in his eyes again. Right, uh, he got blinded there. again. Yep. Yes. And, and so while replaying that and also the Freebirds pile driving him, I mean. Yeah. And, it's, uh, like, it's like the end of Empire Strikes Back. Do, the, do, the do you want to know what happened? Uh, dominated everybody. And the heroes are in the hospital and oh, so they repeated these angles in territory to territory. Oh, it, yeah. It's really neat uh, about how not everyone had this TV or that TV, you know, or, or red magazines. Because they would just say, well, what worked here? Let's do it here. Yeah, sure. <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. that's the one thing. The Freebirds in Georgia, they don't look like they got a whole lot of comeuppance, you know? Yeah, well, do you, wanna, do, you wanna, do you know what happens up? Uh, uh, do you want to know what happens here? Because I, I, I did uh, go off and check to see if there was a what blow happened? off to this whole yeah, thing. Let's see what happened. Well, well, because um, I was thinking like, holy, holy shit! Like the Freebirds have uh, killed Fuller, they killed Fraser, now they killed Ted, <laughs> like, uh, and and they blinded JYD twice. What happens to them? Um, well, well, uh, <laughs> Ted comes back April the twenty sixth. He has a tag match with JYD at the Omni, but the match ends in a draw. Then, uh, basically, they go back to Mid-South. Gordy sticks around. Hayes and Roberts leave. Uh, DBRC tags with Steve-O for a while, and they win the national titles. Gordy tags with Jimmy Snooker. And then, then basically, Ted goes back to Mid-South. Hayes comes back, and then Hayes feeds with Gordy. So, essentially... Yeah, that's the, the the promo I told you about. Mm-hmm. So there's there's no blow off to this angle, uh, which is really like this is a uh, a feud where the heels basically win. <laughs> well, they, yeah, they it get... ended up that way, but it, there was like politics behind why it ended up that way. Yeah, I think I think I think so, and I think they I think JYD was basically headed back to to, uh, to oh, mid south yeah, basically. So JYD was being loaned out. Yeah. Period. But the whole Freebirds, you know, and this and Gordy stays and 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 Hayes and Roberts, you know, I mean, there 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 was a lot, there was just you know, it was you know backstage bullshit that yeah. Then eventually, I mean, eventually Hayes Gordy feuded, they made up, and then they went to Dallas. Yeah. Yeah. They all went to Dallas and made a billion dollars. They made a billion dollars. But the Hayes Gordy feud in Georgia was big business, as far yep. as I know. It was. It was. Gordy Snooker. Gordy Snooker's a. I'm, I've never seen any of their matches. I wish I could, but I just remember like reading. People were like, "Oh man, that was." Yeah. Who is the Who is the babyface in the uh, Gordy Hayes feud? Hayes. Hayes. Yeah. That's what I told you that give me that that uh, the angle the interview I told you about, where he he's like. Brother, you know, and my, my little brother told me that he always looked up to me, and I let him down. Yeah. You know, and, and Terry Gordy's like comes out, and he's all just like, 
you lost your nerve, Michael. You know. It, 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 yeah, I never understood where Buddy Roberts was because he just disappeared. Yeah, and, yeah, and Buddy, well, yeah, exactly. Buddy was like nowhere to be seen during this. Yeah. That's strange. Yeah, I never thought of that, where he went. Anyway, he well. Went, he went where anyone would when two brothers, when you're a, a part of a three brother team, you know, of, of friends, and your two best friends are going to fight. You just go hang out and do something else. Yeah. Until yeah. they get it out of their system. And then you go to Texas and beat up horse-faced Von Erichs. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Buddy uh, Roberts, uh, he's a Can- or was a Canadian, Dale Hay, from Vancouver, yeah. actually. Yeah. yeah. So here we are. We've come to an end, finally, of our journey through Georgia. Left with Ted in the hospital. Will he make it? Well, apparently he will. <laughs> part hey, he won the lottery and became the million-dollar <laughs> yeah. man. Yeah, no, he, uh, he, he sued the doctors uh, for, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, for letting this... Diagnosis. Drunk... <laughs> yeah, this, 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 why did you let this drunk hillbilly come in and film me while I was high on the medication? <laughs> this is probably why it led to the eventual Tommy Rich uh, uh, Ted DiBiase feud. What was that? Yeah, well, I mean... And steals his thunder by being more charismatic than him. Well, essentially, Ted does come back to uh, Georgia in 83 as a heel. Yep. Georgia in the future because there's a lot um, out there and oh, it's, yeah. it's definitely something that I don't think a lot of people watch and because for example the JYD blinding angle coming out of nowhere in the middle of the footage wow. Wow. That, you know that seems like I don't think too many people have dug deep into the Georgia footage to yeah find you'd this think stuff. you'd think that someone would have been like hey guess what I found yeah I, 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 I think I've, I've had it I've had it on DVD for years so I mean okay I think one of the I think one of the reasons uh, is there's that the footage basically stops in uh, the footage stops in what 84 yeah. um, so it's kind of like you know the first half of the decade and I yeah. think the fo- like the big projects and things have been what decade long the focus has been elsewhere really well, the focus I, 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 been on matches yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, you can only handle right, exactly. talking so long. Exactly. You know, most people talk about 
match quality or who's a good worker. They don't, we don't very hear, you hardly I mean, you hear about it, who's a good interview or can give me some great, man. you don't hear that much. I mean, yeah. or, you just, or you Pete, just read about them. Or Pete, even maybe people fast forwarded because it's like, well, here's a promo. Yeah. yeah. Fast forwarded, didn't realize, well, yeah. you know what? You know what you just fast forwarded over? Yeah. That's the blinding angle. Yeah, that's the... <laughs> you know. yeah. And I think it's sort of slowly changing, maybe. I think we're we're getting back more into looking into angles, looking into the promos and the personalities more so than just obsessing over five-star matches. Well, I mean, I... And I like the footage is crystal clear. Easy. Well, yeah, it's hard more of a quality. See what the hell is but, going on. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't want to go on. I mean, this is one of my uh, d- d- typical, uh, you yeah. know, I brought the argument up many, many times, but I, 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 I do. But no, I, no, I don't. I don't because I've said it so many times on the on the board and things. But I do think that when you're considering, uh, you know, people's careers or you can you have to take all of the all oh, yeah. of this stuff into account. Yes. You know, yeah. you can't get an understanding of. Michael Hayes's career without looking at this, or of DBRC's career without looking at all of this, you know, it's all it's all part of the, it's all part of what they what you they what, did. You know, part of you know what it is. It's like smart fans who are fucking marks because they're like, you know, what only counts the athleticism. Yeah. No, it's not a real fucking sport, dummy. No. You know, it, it's well, a mixture I'm, I'm, of everything. I'm gonna... One thing I agree with that, but you can't be a completist, or you'll never get anything fucking. You only get through like eight wrestlers your whole life if you if you're trying to be a completist on it. No, no, no. I mean, judging a guy on 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 how good they were at this job right. that they had, you know. Yeah. And people go, "Well, we only look at matches." I'm like, well, it's what part about of the setting. Else? You can't judge anybody unless you see everything about them. No, not 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 every not not everything about them, but you you can't just go bell to bell. You can't. No, my my point is, you can't you. always just go bell to bell. I, I, I agree with you on that sense. Yeah, because I think, for example, Jacob Snake Roberts is a great all-time wrestler, yes, and you don't too. judge him by bell to bell. I mean, he had good matches, maybe great matches too. But I think matches are fantastic. The character. They're, so, they're laid out so fucking well. I'll tell you one thing on the network on the house shows. He's been one of the bright spots because he just does something that pops you or it, it just sucks you in as opposed to, like, Brett, who I think has been lazy as fuck on some of these house shows on the network. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but even look at Roberts uh, that on the mid south stuff during his little yeah. face run in mid south like against yeah. Lord Humongous and stuff. Baby face tag team. Yeah, I mean, you know, awesome. I, mean, I mean, like him and the Barbarian yeah. are the most over fucking tag team, a baby face tag team. Yeah, and you do Barbarian stuff, like, sucked. It was all Jake. He sucks. He's, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he sucks, but but everything works, and it's yeah. so, but him with but Jake. With the fucking uh, putting on the hockey mask himself. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm like, give me that over anything else. Over all oh, these guys had a, a five star match uh, where they traded holds for this and that. I'm like, I, uh, well, how about give me Jake Roberts in a fucking hockey mask? Okay. <laughs> uh, that's what I want to see. Yes. If I want real sports, I'll turn on ESPN. I want fucking professional wrestling. Yes. I, I, I think no one can say it better than that. That's and that's why hockey is the best, because it's <laughs> fights, fake fights at that, 
You know, guys pretending to fight and there's hockey masks. And a lot of Canadians. And a lot of Canadians, too. <laughs> hey, but they weren't all in the dungeon. <laughs> if, I had had, if I had had that Wayne Gretzky in the dungeon, I would have stretched <laughs> He would have tapped out. He would have tapped out to me and my... A uh, whiner. And all my wife's cats. You know, it's all my tiny little lady. I just love to stretch each one of those cats. Because I, I stretched me in the dungeon. I went, you know, you know, I grew I, I, you know, I lived in a tent with my mom. I killed rabbits, I did, with a slingshot to survive. Yes, yes before I made my wife a broodmare, and it was... <laughs> there was a bear underneath our porch, for real. <laughs> Several decades. Yes, so oh, we all I, had... What a place. Yeah, so we all had fun. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Trip. Oh, super fun. Yeah. yeah. It was just amazing, and you just enamored by the guy. Yes, it really was the story of the Freebirds this go-around. Um, Harv, he took it pretty hard this time, I think. DiBiase took it pretty hard. But, you know, he'll bounce yeah. back. Fuck up, little trooper. <laughs> well, and the kid grows a scent. <laughs> just, just what, just what? Yes, yeah, no. I'm sure, I'm sure we'll take trips to other territories where we'll see him again. <laughs> mid south. <laughs> we will do mid south. Hey, give me some, give me some heel DiBiase with his dumb haircut. And a black glove, and I'm gonna tell you that he's my favorite oh, yeah. guy. So there we go. You know, don't you worry. We got that to look forward to in the future. Um, Marty, uh, once again, it's been a slice and great. Thank you, sir. Yeah, thank you very much. I appreciate, I appreciate it. Uh, anytime you guys need me, just uh, throw up the sleeve signal. I, I really enjoy these uh, <laughs> Titans of Wrestling, and I appreciate uh, you know coming on. Yes, yes, we will. Right, I, think, I think the five-man group uh, can be done now, again. Um, so, yeah, I'm not sure what the next uh, special will be, but I You're think... Like uh, You're our JJ now, okay? <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm JJ. Good. I didn't want to have to be King or Luger. Well, you can be just, Brad, well, or Brad dark, is kind of our well, JJ. Well, or, 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 or Dark Journey, but then I'd have to fuck you. Um, so let's don't want to be Dark Journey. I really don't want to be Dark Journey. <laughs> Paul Roma. Oh. <laughs> no, I'm saying amongst the original Horsemen, you know, I mean, yeah. Baby Doll. You're Baby Doll. Baby Doll. Oh, no, baby I'm Baby Doll. I yeah. actually, you know, I actually don't hey, mind Baby Doll. That's not an insult. Baby Doll fucking ruled. Yep. I'm a big fan of Baby Doll. I've never actually really watched any Dark Journey, but I, I like Baby Doll. I was in love with Dark Journey. Believe you me, man. Oh, she was my favorite. Awesome. <clears throat> All right. Well, next time we're heading back to the WWF. Yes, we are. 1981, and we're into February. We're into the Cobra Clutch Challenge. Ooh, nice. Yes, which leads to pretty hot feud um we're back into some more msg action so next time we will be back to our uh, original horse 
More slaughter means more good. Yes, and we have a lot more slaughter coming up in 1981. Nice. So yes, please join us next time on Titans Wrestling. Good night, everybody. Yeah.